to the Goblin Squad. Bah, bah, bah. Hey. <laughs> it's, hey. It's Sarah. It's Brooke. We're here. We're yeah. <laughs> Get we're. used to it. <laughs> Episode, is this already seven? Seven. Ooh, we're cooking we're, now. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting close to ten. And, you know, we've done some deep dives and some reflection pieces, and this time we decided we're going to do kind of a comfort piece. Yeah. A little discussion and and hopefully opening it up to other goblins. Oh, yes. To share their thoughts on these takes, these hot takes <laughs> that we have uh, today. And uh, I want to talk about the, the title of the episode, because if you're tuning in, you've already read the title of the episode. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope so. <laughs> or you're just going in blind. Which means you're a you big know. fan. Yeah. So, yeah, today's episode is titled... Episode 7, Goblin Heaven. It rhymes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Another Goblin Top 10. Yeah, technically, yeah. even though we both refused to number order <laughs> our five. So, much like the Crystal episode, it was like, yeah. I'm picking five. Yeah. But... They're not really like worst to best or least right. to best. I just like, I love all of them. Yeah. No particular order. So they're up there. If you are wondering to yourself, what in the holy hell is Goblin Heaven? <laughs> um, we have been discussing off and on the various like fictional worlds, places we revisit, characters, designs, um, locations, realms. Yeah that vibe with the Goblin Squad aesthetic. And after thinking about it, I realized that I have, I have like some comfort fiction, Mm -hmm. um, but all of us that are in like the Goblin Core, Forest Core, Witch Core aesthetic have like (laughs) usually a very profound obsession with fantasy fiction slash... Guilty. Yeah, fairy tale (laughs) lore... um, and there's always a vibe, right? Like if you go mm-hmm. through your list of favorite books, favorite video games, favorite mm-hmm. movies. Um, I went through my list and I just stopped myself when I <laughs> hit six. And I was like, I could keep going. Right. And I didn't even touch certain categories. Like, I didn't even think comic books. Yeah. When you said that. There's so many different avenues. Yep. And looking yeah. at my list, I, I definitely had to. I don't know how you approached it, but like when trying to figure out what would be like my goblin heaven. Like if I could mm-hmm. go to any fictional place, because right now reality is pretty rough. It's a Monday, folks. It's <laughs> rough. Um, where would I go? And then I had to like time travel mm-hmm. um, and think back to a little baby goblin. <laughs> and like what did baby goblin Sarah love versus yeah. like as I grew and I aged, like mm-hmm. are there things from all of those different time periods of life up to this point that I still think about Mm -hmm. or like wonder about or just like flashback there are so many oh yeah that i just couldn't i couldn't narrow so i just skipped whole entire genres (laughs) like like i don't have a video game on here there should be a whole separate of like favorite video games and both of us are big cozy gamers oh yeah so i love a cozy game oh me too i love an rpg oh me too i love a sim right (laughs) It's just so relaxing. So I'm sure we'll have to cover video games at some point in time because whether you do or do not enjoy the video games, they can be incredibly entertaining and relaxing. Yeah. 
So. Sometimes you just need that uh, the little dissociation. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> if you're like, gonna check out yeah. into this little world where I have a little farm, and my whole goal <laughs> is to get five stones so I can build a well. <laughs> you know, or let me see. I need to deliver three of these mushrooms to my neighbor who's making a pie. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's. I have to upgrade my uh, my hutch for my chicken. Yep. I need the auto feeder. I'm yeah. tired of constantly <laughs> dumping the chicken food in that. <laughs> Like, come on. So these are the, uh, that's, those are the stakes I like to play with when I dissociate. <laughs> yeah. It, Low uh, stakes. It puts things into perspective as well. Yeah. So. And uh, I, look, I agree. looking at your list, I have some questions for you oh. before we begin. Yes. Um, do you consider all of the items on your list in one specific genre? I would say a little, a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I have, some are similar. I have four that kind of, well, three that kind of vibe. And we'll cover that, but like in all of mine, I noticed with the exception of the outlier, because I, I wrote down five, but then I have a plus, I have a plus six. <laughs> so all of them kind of have a similar vibe after I look at it. Like, first of all, they're all fiction, works of fiction that are in the fantasy, what I would consider the fantasy genre. Yeah. Um, they're in different corners of the fantasy genre. Yeah. And they're not all... Uh, like almost all of mine are based on literary works that later became either a television show, series, mm. or movie. Um, and some of them are animated and some of them are live action. So Ooh, okay. they're not all like in the same genre. There's only one that has not, actually now that I'm looking at it, there's only one that hasn't been made Ooh. into, that it's only books. Oh, okay. It's only a series of books. So And now that you say that... <laughs> I will say magic. Oh yeah. Flows throughout all of Let's see. all of my lands. Every single one of mine <laughs> yeah. actually uh has s some kind of magic. There's one where it's a little more subtle than the other 5. <laughs> but there is magic and in most of the other actually in all of them with the exception of one there are magical beasts and or cryptids. Yep, same. Yep. So there's one that is decidedly <laughs> lacking. Like magical husbandry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lacking in cryptids. It could be debated that the beasts are magical. Mm, but okay. we'll see. We'll go. We'll go there. Okay. Would you like to uh, start us off with your first pick? Yeah. In no particular in order. In no particular <laughs> order. So my first pick um, of places that, you know, if I was going to go to Goblin Heaven. Yeah. Uh, is actually... The Moving Castle of Howells. Mother? Moving Castle. <laughs> <laughs> I knew well, it. let me get to my other note get page here. <laughs> I knew it when you said... Maybe we both picked one based well, on Baba Yaga. Let's talk about the beautiful gift that you gave me earlier. Oh. Well, shout out to our now canon yeah. goblin <laughs> geologist, Amory <laughs> Genius. And a very talented artist. So talented. <laughs> I mean, geologist, artist, triple threat. There's a, there's Many a triple. Bakes things. <laughs> yeah. Cat mom. You know, amazing. Uh, but she constructed a beautiful three-dimensional Baba Yaga house out of stained glass With that I was going to save it for you, but I just couldn't. I had I'm, to give it. I'm obsessed. And I, I can't wait to display it in my home I in know. a very prominent area <laughs> well it's beautiful it was meant it's, for you 
it's gorgeous and i am i have a a half sleeve of this very house yes. on my arm the it's, house it is uh i i will hold it dear so <laughs> i love it very much so obviously howl's moving castle is on your list yes um yes it is so i guess while this might be a top 10 it's kind of a top whatever we're saying it is this <laughs> we we both have some honorable mentions yeah some subs so why so is it Howl's Moving Castle from the book by Diana Wynne Jones, or is it Howl's Moving Castle Studio Ghibli? The Studio Ghibli film. Okay, I have um, <clears throat> the book is in my TBR. Yeah, mine too. Actually, <laughs> yes, I um, have not actually read the book. So my understanding is that the aesthetic of the castle in the book is very different than the aesthetic of the castle yes. in the movie, but that the vibes they don't clash. Okay. So like, if you are a fan of the book, uh. I have not seen people be very offended of the no. presentation because honestly, that castle is the most charming. And I have it on my list because it's not what I would consider. It's not like a matter of safety, like some of the other places on the list where like, mm -hmm. if you are dealing with stress or anxiety, you can imagine going to one of these other places. It's for me, it's the like complex nature of the castle yeah. And that, one, it's mobile, so it can go anywhere. Just like a creature. Yep. It's, I mean, it's kind of alive. Yeah. I mean, I know it that... It looks like an anglerfish. It does. <laughs> and I know it. it's alive because of Calcifer. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> um, But it's kind of its own character, right? Yes. It's sentient. Um, It has the door that can go to four other specific magical yes. locations. With um, the little magical dial. Right. So you can yes. travel anywhere. Um, it has like a seemingly unlimited, I mean, they are limited, but like there's rooms all over the place that you can oh, go yeah. into. Um, also, it becomes substantially cozier as mm -hmm. time goes on. So well, you as get, Sophie cleans it. I know. <laughs> you get the satisfaction of like the progression of the castle itself yeah. becoming cleaner and like the the family vibes. And I think as far as like studio ghibli movies go like one of the tops absolutely 100 percent. and first of all visually stunning i mean oh i don't think anyone can argue with the fact that the animation style and the character design and the color choices and everything and, and there's some really heavy messaging in howl's moving castle i oh, mean yeah. like really heavy the war obviously that's going <laughs> it's about war and about the damage done to society um, because of war um, but the character development and like all of the side characters I think it has some of the best side characters and the voice acting so the first time oh I watched God. the dubbed version mm. I was like Billy I was shocked by <laughs> Billy Crystal is right? that you I was like why is Billy Crystal in the fireplace like I just and so I think the the voice acting also really got me and i know it's christian bale billy crystal mini mm -hmm. driver um oh, it's, it's so good. i cannot remember who voices the witch of the wastes oh who does i'll have to look that one up but there's so many amazing voice actors that do that one that version of it yes and i think just like as as the movie develops and as the castle develops it just becomes like this super crazy over-the-top magical place but it's just like incredibly 
safe and it's also about like developing your own family yeah and i think that's part of it where as the characters kind of in even the characters that are quote-unquote bad right the witch of the, the waste, witch of the waste who i stand by right the way. i love her yeah. with her cigar her cigar D- don't deny an old witch her pleasures is <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites yes, so. i have a pin of that on my purse oh i <laughs> didn't the, know with the cigars <laughs> yes so i think that the idea of you have the ability to form your own family mm-hmm. and i also love the age gaps between the characters mm-hmm. and obviously sophie's curse yeah. changes that but like just the fact that all of these individuals who are all different ages magical beings different entities mm-hmm. a turnip head yeah. um, well and markle right yeah. he's like the little apprentice little markle <laughs> and then that little dog oh my god heen <laughs> heen i love the dog <laughs> my little fav- sounds my favorite though turnip head turnip head the prince i also love turnip head and also <laughs> i love turnip heads like when the curse is uh, spoilers yeah <laughs> when, Spoiler the curse, when the curse is broken his reaction to like not winning sophie's yeah. hand is like oh that i might be back you know like yeah. i'm so happy for you it's and i so love earnest. you but i need to you know it's just like there's nothing it just gives you everything you want out of a romance without being over the top and yeah i don't know i just love it it's oh it's definitely one of my faves i actually never saw any studio ghibli movies growing up and watched them all in a binge session during the panty really yeah oh <laughs> that's me and a certain friend of ours named Jessica yeah. <laughs> made a fort in my living room. Oh, that's a good way to do it. I may or may not have stapled flat sheets to my wall or my ceiling. <laughs> you were like, I could, they needed to stay up. I was like, <laughs> I own this house and I have a staple gun. <laughs> I could patch that. It was the vibe. Yeah. But then just binge watch them all. And that and was And what one happened of the ones to you after you watched them? Changed you like, my life. Yeah. First of all, sidebar, spirited away. Okay. Oh my God. Which, which was the first one I ever watched. Same. Um, and it kind of damaged me at first. So the first time I it's watched a heavy, it, I heavy was like movie. a little traumatized, right? Like the pigs and yeah. no it face. It starts off rough. No yeah. face. Yeah. And so it, it just, it, I was like, what's happening here? And yeah. then Spirited Away is one of those that like the more I watch it, the more I loved it. Mm-hmm. So now it's become like a. I'll put it on and just like super vibe with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It has one of the best soundtracks. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And Totoro almost made my my list here. Just I know, that, and that I didn't world. put with it the on cat bus because I love their house yes. in Totoro, and also again safety. Right. So mm-hmm. the best thing, and they're not all like this, but all of those movies kind of give you what you want by the end. And there's a lot of character development and there's a lot yeah. of like struggle and hardship and and a lot of um, like acknowledging the ability of quote unquote evil or negative characters to change, which I think is one of my favorite things about not only Howl's Moving Castle, but also Spirited Away. Oh, yeah. Um, so and then just kind of the whole universe of all of those movies yeah. is amazing to me i feel like they do kind of take place in one 
<laughs> yeah. One realm, yeah. as it were. I believe. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't same, done... Same type of magic. Yeah, I haven't done deep dive research or anything on the worlds of, of the movies, but I think that everyone considers it kind of the same yeah. universe, same realm. And it's just everything so painterly and just like... The art. Oh. The art. That's one of the biggest things why Howells made my list. One of the the portals he can go through mm -hmm. through the door. His secret meadow. Oh, like the wildflower scene. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just like you open a door into a meadow, just in a valley of mountains and clear water, and then there's a little like cabin that just has the little um, not waterfall. What am I thinking? A little about? pond. Yeah, it's like a pond, but the, the wheel. Oh, a water wheel? Water wheel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Connected to the house. And he's like, this is my sanctuary where I come oh. to study. And, I was and then like, <laughs> who doesn't want someone to look at them and say, you can start a flower shop. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to start a flower shop. <laughs> Why not me, How? <laughs> pretty, pretty sure I've told the Commodore, I want to start a flower shop. <laughs> and oh, he's like, Rit, with what time? I'm like, right. My plan is to buy a mail truck. <laughs> no joke. I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a mail truck. Like it's happening. Yep. And I'm gonna paint it Robin's egg blue Aww. on the outside and seafoam green on the inside. I love that. And it was just gonna be a flower truck. Yeah. But now I mean I'm a goblin. So yeah. it's gonna need to sell other stuff <laughs> like rocks and books and witchy oh, things. Yeah. I love that. I could idea. just go around and have like a mobile spell truck. Like, whoa, you need a spell jar? Let's make it right here. That's my whole plan. <laughs> I've That's a, my retirement plan. I've had a similar idea with um, buying a scamp and outfitting Ooh. the inside of that, specifically right. for pagan purposes. <laughs> this is a great idea. Yeah. Bring it to festivals and stuff. Throw oh. the dog in there. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's this is how it's born. <laughs> this is how it happens we, right here. We'll reference this clip <laughs> when we're at festivals. And it will be, I want to start a flower shop. <laughs> And then the bass drop. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remix it. <laughs> I also, the big part, I love his room. With the all this. The trinkets and the magic detectors where he's oh, like, yeah. the witch of the waste is near. Yeah. <laughs> and like little things are spinning. And it's just everything is gold and mm -hmm. bright colors and there's jewels and gems everywhere. And he's just surrounded by it yeah. on his like paisley gold bed and i was just like yeah i want to live there absolutely yes. and then also i really want to eat breakfast with them <gasps> with <laughs> may all your bacon burn <laughs> <laughs> i think that was one of the sweetest i'm like oh, never yeah. have i wanted a breakfast more mm -hmm. i'm like and they're just eggs yeah. they're just eggs and maybe some ham well and even the so like you walk in and where it's just the whole basis of the main floor is around the hearth, mm -hmm. right? This big stone hearth, which is why I was like, Baba Yaga. Oh, you know? yeah. And, you know, it walks on two legs. There are similarities. Yeah. And the <laughs> legs are a little, uh, they're a little chickeny. I mean, if you like look out, if, you know, from oh, away, yeah. it, it definitely I mean, it has fully the looks like a chicken, like oh, a mechanical yeah. chicken. It does. <laughs> it looks like a mechanical yeah. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So there are. There are similarities there, mm -hmm. for sure. But the big hearth in the middle, and then all of the, like, spell books, and all the oh, just, yeah. like, scrolls and everything, all mm -hmm. all about, it's it's the vibe. It is the vibe. And then you can just bring it wherever you want. Yeah, wherever Portal you want. to different 
doors and like this is my shop in this city this is my shop in this city it's pretty great you know i i see why it made the list yeah <laughs> so we agree yeah how was maria <laughs> so it's for sure part of goblin heaven yes i i concur mm-hmm. <laughs> it's your turn to pick one it is my turn all right i am let's see i'm gonna start with this one um <clears throat> from a very fun movie turned four movies four movies let alone a place called halloween town oh my <laughs> god i just flashed back i just flashed back oh yeah i haven't thought about halloween town in years oh <gasps> halloween town and this is when i say comfort place or comfort movie (laughs) you can ask my husband (laughs) i watch halloween town (laughs) like the entirety of one two three four is questionable they got rid of the original marnie oh nothing against that actress they kept the mom and the brother and there was a college situation beyond the first halloween (gasps) this is where i think the second one is the best one. Really? Just like Lion King. Oh. Sue me. Oh, <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Snaps. Hot take. That's Lion King, Lion King 2. Simba's Pride. No, is really? Is the best Lion Ri- King. All right. I, I like the music. <laughs> More than Lion King? I like it. <laughs> but Lion King. I know. I know there's no Mufasa. What's better than okay. Lion King? The second one. Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. <sighs> All right. But Halloween Town. Like, like Lion King. <laughs> I th- Halloween Town 2. Calabar's Revenge. Calabar's Revenge. See, I didn't know. Also unpopular opinion. The second Aladdin. I'm coming in no. here for the sequels, man. No, I will I'm, not. I cannot. Jafar. No. <laughs> the return of Jafar. No. This cannot stand. Return of Jafar. I will say the first Aladdin is better, but this Return of Jafar I still like quite a bit. I can't. But I do think the second Lion King is better. No. Like the second Halloween <laughs> I think it's because they're they're older in okay. the second one. They're more like high school age. Oh, okay. So it was more at the time. It was your vibe. My vibe. Mm-hmm. But oh. You get there on the magic bus. The bus. I remember the bus. Yep. And And then that jack-o'-lantern that you're greeted by. In the center of of the town. And there's vampires and skeletons and witches and goblins. They're all citizens. Luke, her homie in Halloween Town, is a goblin. He's a goblin. Yeah. Also, just Aggie is who I wanted to be. The grandma. The grandma. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. You know. Yep. She was fantastic. But her magic purse yeah. that followed her around and was endless. And it was linked to her house in Halloween Town. Which is pretty great. So when she went to the mortal world. She could get her stuff up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like, ha ha, look at what's in here. Which, I mean, <laughs> later shows up in many other fantasy. Hermione mm. Granger's bag. <gasps> mm-hmm. Suspect. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, see what you did. <laughs> Aggie had that big first. Yeah. But there's just, there's so, I love, it's this weird mix where it's like, okay, it's Halloween town, but it it's also like, 
kind of mixed with like vintage Americana it at is. the same time. It's you like, have, like Gil- the ice cream shop. Gilmore Curls <laughs> meets <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. It's pretty much that. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that. it, it, that's totally what yeah. it is. I mean, because it's like a super safe town, except for mm-hmm. that people are disappearing <laughs> except and turning for the warlocks. Yeah, I mean, that went south real quick. Yeah, and never trust a warlock that's after your mom. No, it's pretty much the the turning moral of dead the story. roses into live roses. No, you're not my real dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should shout that at anyone that gives you roses. <laughs> going to from now on <laughs> i feel oh, like there's a flaw in our plan here because i mean for those of you listening to this if you haven't seen any of these you're gonna be like what the hell are they talking about but this is write them all this down true. if you this have is not, a recommended yeah, if you have not seen this and you are part of the goblin squad we strongly recommend you track these down and watch all of them yes. if you have seen them then this just solidifies your goblin status because you yeah. already have you already know you already know. Also, given the the age range, yeah, of our listenership, our demographic, yes, yes, yes. Did I just make up a word? No age Little range. Bit. I was like, listenership. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what are we talking? Age range is real words, man. <laughs> listenership is that what we're going with? The no, I'm pretty sure that's. <laughs> It's Monday, folks. Pretty um, sure. No, but I feel like, you know, the the elder millennials end up. Oh, God, yeah. But maybe maybe you've seen these. Maybe you haven't. Highly recommend Howl's Studio Ghibli. Baba Yaga. Oh, yeah. And when I say that, I don't mean Keanu Reeves. No. BT dubs. No, which <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't. I mean. I don't get it either. I don't know why they call him that. I don't. Because I have trouble with John Wick movies. And I, I mean, will say that right now. Love me some Keanu. Oh, yeah. Holding out for Constantine, too. Anyway, <laughs> I just. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, dislike I Keanu. Not at all. But why do they call him I mean, Baba Yoga? I, I couldn't get past the first John Wick. There were so many plot holes. You I just, love that he defended the puppy's honor. You That's need what to I knew. suspend your disbelief and your understanding of physics. What were the coins about? <laughs> I ju- they never explained anything. <laughs> I wanted okay. to. All like right, it. we'll have a discussion <laughs> in, in post. In post, explaining explaining the coins. But back to Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween I mean, Town is a vibe. Oh, it is. You have Benny the skeleton who he drives is one of my around f- in the, the taxi. The cabbie, right? Yeah. Which. If any of you have ever seen Scrooged, yes, that that's got to be where Benny came from. I mean, the cabbie in Scrooged yes. is like the fleshy version of Benny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, again, shout out to Halloween Town too. Oh, the gray spell is cast upon Halloween Town, oh. which turns all of the creatures into mortals. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's basically. Uh, Calabar's son from the first one. <laughs> it's his revenge. It is. <laughs> when did he have time to have a son? He who's, had him in secret. It's all his mo- Like Voldemort? <laughs> they never explained. <laughs> when did Voldemort have time? And it's really funny because there's this part where Aggie, the grandma, was like, I didn't know Calabar had a child. He didn't want people to know. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid gets 
gets all mad. I love the plot armor. They're like, "Yep, mystery kid. Boom. We don't have a we don't have a villain. Secret kid. Boom." But the also very cute part of the story is that the actors who play Marnie and Calabar's son are now together in real life, no, and I love that for them. Not. Yes, oh, <laughs> which I find quite cute. I love that so much. But just the magic, uh, the her house, right? Aggie's house. Yeah. The microwave in it yep. that has buttons that are like bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. <laughs> she's like, it never works when you make it from scratch. <laughs> and, and she has this, the big cauldron in the center. It's the attention to detail oh. in Halloween Town, I think. Yes. Like the every lit- aspect. And for the time, when did Halloween Town come out? Do you know the year it came I out? I believe it was 97. Okay. I was like, they just, they really put a lot of work into it. Oh, yeah. They really did. And it, yeah. the special effects. And I love how us elder, elder millennials, <laughs> yeah. um, like, deleted it from, like, I deleted it from my memory banks. Like, I watched the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. And then completely deleted it. Like, oh, yeah. no. And then all of a sudden, thank you, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> These sound clips. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm remembering something. <laughs> I'm sensing, I'm sensing danger <laughs> in the distance. A school bus, an angry mom that doesn't yes. want her children to learn magic. Oh god, she's so salty. She's so salty. It's she doesn't want. We're mortals now. Your dad was one. <laughs> she just she doesn't want them to be in the magical world. Which again, why? Why yeah. did you pick the mortal world? <laughs> I know, like. like what? What kind of trauma was Wah. it to get away from Calabar, her ex-boyfriend? Calabar, probably. Yeah, he he was he was, was a, a little stalkery and super like, mm. yeah. I met this guy at a Halloween party. I'm living here now. He was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, love the movies. Highly recommend. Lots of lots of magic. It's a a magical place where many different sorts of creatures live together in peace. See, it's the peace. Yeah. In it's almost the all of these. There's the peace. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. as we were discussing our favorite places or what our goblin heaven would be, mm-hmm. you know, lots of fantasy realms came up where I'm oh. like, I don't want to live in Lord of the Rings. No. Orcs I mean, everywhere. We had discussions. We can... Places that didn't make the cut. Yeah. Right? So controversial hot take. Like, a lot of people would be like, how come you don't want to go to the Shire? I'm like, no, no, I want to go to the Shire. I, I want to go to the Shire of... of like, when do you want to go right? to the Shire? The night of Bilbo's party is like right. peak Shire, right? It's popping off. But, like, you know what's coming down the pike. Yeah. Ain't nothing safe in that world. No. Same with... It's almost like there's a giant eye watching <laughs> you. <laughs> From above. <laughs> Every move. Oh, took. <laughs> so, didn't make the cut. No. Game of Thrones. Hell no. 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 I don't need any parts of my body being chopped off. White walkers. White, no. I don't need mm. any of that. No. no. Nope. And no, also, man. they have dragons. That's great. There are many other places with dragons. Yeah. Where you're not going to lose a body part. That aren't only nice to one lady. Yeah. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> And, uh, and then even then, sometimes not. Sometimes not. <laughs> and, you know, her children. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to spoil yeah. 
anything. Okay. But Full spoiler alert. I mean, <laughs> we'll just put a disclaimer in If the you episode. haven't watched Game of Thrones by now, you've earned these spoilers, but I will forgive not watching House of the Dragon yet. So if you haven't gotten to House of the Dragon. I thought you were going to say the last season. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. So I didn't ever finish the show, but I spoiled You're the show. No, I spoiled the show for myself because I just couldn't. I knew oh, that it was mm. going to trash and I just couldn't. I was like, what did they do? What did they do? Now, again, controversial yeah. because the books aren't done. Right. George. They done made it up. Yeah. So yeah. people are like, well, we don't know how it really is supposed to. Well, he was involved. Yeah. So I have some anger issues about it. Um, she didn't. never would have done. No. <laughs> no. None of the, no. 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 Um, no. I saw a very funny meme after um, the Halloween following after the last mm-hmm. season. Uh, be after it ended and someone was just wearing a black garbage bag (laughs) with like a sign tape to the front of it that said the last season of game of thrones i was like yeah 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 i i i agree with that yeah yeah not a fan (laughs) not a fan so you know we're thinking peaceful places well and also you know i love game of thrones but I get tired of every episode being so tense yeah. that I'm just constantly waiting for my heart to be smashed on the ground. And uh-huh. I mean, we do not need to discuss the end of book one slash season <laughs> one. Okay. No. That was one of the most traumatic. Oh, yeah. I mean, so traumatic. And I was just like sitting there. I mean, and I knew it was coming because I read the book. Right. Yeah. I knew. I still was like, maybe they'll change their mind. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Don't this time, it. maybe this time it'll go better. Yeah. Nah, nah. Also, that poor actor, he just gets trashed in every movie he's in, man. I mean, and he's famous, so we're, I'm not gonna spoil. <laughs> I can't spoil for those of you that haven't watched GOT, but you know who you are. You know who, and we are sorry for you. <laughs> it's unfortunate. You do not deserve the fate you get repeatedly no. in fantasy, high fantasy no. series. Okay. No. So anyway, this is no. It's out. It's yeah, out for me. It's out. Mm-hmm. And and well, like Halloween Town, you know, there's Calabar. Yeah, there's Calabar. <laughs> there's also who I have to mention. Um, one of my favorite characters. Yep. From Halloween Town is Gort. Gort. <laughs> Gort the Rancorous. The Rancorous <laughs> is his baptismal name. Oh, yep. Is this? <laughs> He's the junk magnet of the universe. Oh, I I have deleted this completely. He makes a an appearance in the sequel. In the sequel, <laughs> I don't believe he's in the first yeah, one. If he I, is, it's like very short. I don't. Yeah. Um, Gort he, the so everything that's lost in the universe that uh, goes that to a, Gort. That other sock. Yeah. That earring, last piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Fascinating. Goes to his house, but anything that's lost at his house goes poof. Disappears forever. Oh my god. Yeah. So things <laughs> ensue. Well, <laughs> in the second Gort. But he, so he just has so many random trinket crazy stuff and he lives in this like hut in the woods and he has a cockroach the size of like a cocker spaniel. That's his pet? Yeah. Oh. What's its name? I don't. Spike. Because <laughs> that. And it has Makes. a little collar on. Of course it does. <laughs> that tracks. And oh. he, he finds him at one point and he's like, you go play. 
<laughs> but you play nice. <laughs> and then he just pats him and then he just wiggles away. But I, I love so Gort cute. and his house. <laughs> oh, and you know, it's going to sound weird, but I love non-pest cockroaches. <laughs> so he, he looks friendly, right? He's got a little I collar. Mean, some info about me that a lot of people don't know, <laughs> or maybe they do. Mm. I am allergic to cockroaches but only one species uh it's ultra specific i'm allergic to the madagascar hissing cockroach which was my favorite insect of all time loved them loved them would have kept them as pets for my entire life um but i did my undergrad research with them and i was overexposed to an antigen and it gave me the asthma (laughs) doctor they're like you got any allergies and i'm like oh that is i have a specific allergy. one allergy but i don't think it's gonna matter in this application they're like we need to know all your allergies i'm like all right <laughs> sit down so i just awkwardly say madagascar here's the and they they always just slowly look up at me and i'm like i know it's real specific do what because they always want to know they're like do you need this inhaler i'm like yeah in case i run into a cockroach <laughs> Also, I can tell you if or they're Tony in the, I, I can tell you if they're in the room with you. Like, oh, if man. they're in the same room with me, I will be like, "There's a hissing <laughs> cockroach around here somewhere." I'm be like, like, I have anaphylaxis. Break out in hives. Yeah. Oh no. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's, no. it's a good weird superpower. It is. So I can tell you they are near. <laughs> they're around. Uh, but good, good thing to know. I'm not allergic to every species of cockroach because. Uh-huh. I tested myself. <laughs> You're like, all right, crawl up I my was like, All right, um, and also, I'm not a big fan of the pest ones, obviously, because mm. who I likes mean, who those? Is? We're talking tropical, yeah. you know, so subtropical roaches. Yeah. So the fun ones, yes, yeah, doobie roaches. They're good, yeah. you know. The the other Central American species, they're good. So I feel like you'd get along with my buddy Gort. Love, also love yeah. a pet cockroach, Wally. Oh, Wally! Mm-hmm. That movie's too sad. I can't. I mean, I but love it. it but it's good. So it <laughs> but he's yeah. You're right. Okay, moving on. This is it's yeah. too. Sorry. Anyway, we Sorry. love a pet cockroach. But, uh, yes, and oh, the other cool thing about his house in the second film, mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a timeline uh-huh. in his closet, and he's like, "I think a wizard must have lost it." <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean a timeline? Because <laughs> they go back in time to his house in the second movie. Yeah. They're trying to find something. Okay. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> but um, it's essentially like a Stephen Hawking's uh, black hole. Oh. And it just, they use it to go back in time. But it's something that a wizard lost <laughs> that he just has in the closet. He's like, I'm assuming that's where it came from. You know, when you lose your timeline. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... He just opens the door and it's like, 1800. (laughs) Again, excellent plot armor. I just love a world in which that exists. Yep. I do too. (laughs) I love a magic portal. You gotta love a magic portal. And and just like like Howells too. Oh, yeah. There are similarities. They come back together. Yeah. Magic portal. That's a good one. Halloween Town. That's my next one. What's next up on your list? So I'm going to get this out of the way. Is there a cockroach in here? (laughs) 
Like the world's weirdest sneeze. Is it contagious? Continue. <laughs> I'm going to get this one out of the way. Okay. Because in today's society, it's rough, right? You know what's coming. You know I what's coming. I have a theory. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Preface this with, I remember being handed the first book as a child. I know where you're going. Yep. I think I was, I think I was 11 or 12 when I was handed the first book. Maybe 12. I don't remember. Because mm. I was older than the characters in the book. Mm. So I was like, my letter didn't come. You know, <laughs> like, oh. But uh, obviously it's Harry Potter. Yes. And um, to be more specific, the location that I picked is actually Diagon Alley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So again, it's it's a controversial topic nowadays because, mm. uh, hey man, I, I'm not down with the garbage Miss JK is spewing through the world. Yeah. Like we support our trans homies on this yeah. podcast, you know? So nah, I'm not here for it. However, um, the world that was created and the community that built up around it, um, completely independent and unrelated to J.K. Rowling and her own personal beliefs. Like, we've had this conversation before. Yeah. Can you separate the art from the artist? And when is it appropriate to and when it is, when is it not? You yeah. know? So this is a hard one for a lot of people because people of a certain generation who grew up with it Mm-hmm. And now want to share it with their kids or their nieces or nephews. Um, love it for so many different reasons. And yeah. so, like, it's definitely a comfort subject, like, for me. Um, but specifically, like, out of all the places to pick, I mean, a lot of people would pick Hogwarts. A lot of people yeah. would pick. And I thought about it. I was like, should I pick a common room? Should I pick... <laughs> Other dwellings should I pick? You know, magical creatures. What should I pick? And I landed on Diagon Alley. And I landed on Diagon Alley because in the first book, that was the first part of the first book when I was an actual kid reading it, where yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> the mantra. This is amazing. And then yeah. all of us somehow as a community collectively read that and were able to envision essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um based on what was written and then when it was spewed forth in movie form uh years later we were all like yep that's it you know no one was like that's not how it looks you know like also when they tapped the bricks right yeah i mean and i also almost went with the leaky cauldron because mostly because it's just like the fact that it was a transition place where you again you could go to be safe, you know, and like yeah. away from the mortal world and you could go in and then you were like, you were safe. Regular people couldn't find you in there. Um, and then it was like a gateway to Diagon Alley. It was like such a cool thing to me. Um, but again, the aesthetic of Diagon Alley, which is the like thing, cauldrons stacked on cauldrons and books tipping over and cages with magical creatures in it and the like mantra. the Ollivander, okay. Mr. Ollivander, <laughs> John Hurt, as Mr. Ollivander, the best. Oh God, R.I.P. Perfect. I mean, really great casting. So good, yes. terrifying, but also amazing. 
Oh, yeah. yeah right? A little, little creepy. A little weird. Yeah. But kind of needed to be. Yeah. Because Ollivander was a little creepy, a little I weird. I mean, super creepy. <laughs> yeah. Super weird. Um, yeah. But I think kind of sympathized with the Dark Lord a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Which is like, great things. Terrible. But, but great. great. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> So, with the wind like <laughs> blowing out of his face. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think more than anything What's it was like curious. <laughs> curious. <laughs> so I think that it also as a kid, the idea of being able to go down a street and shop for school, magical school, and get all your school supplies. Cause as a kid, were you a school supplies kid? Where you're like, oh, it's yeah. time. Yeah. To get the folders. Was there anything more satisfying than fresh school supplies as a kid? No. No. Organized. That Organized. Yeah. And it all started out so good every year, didn't it? <laughs> like, what happened? And so I was like... My traffic was... keeper's riddled <laughs> with holes. <laughs> Everything's got writing on it. My pencil. <laughs> <laughs> They're nubs. <laughs> but they had much more interesting school supplies. <laughs> yeah. And so I loved any kind of description as a kid of like markets or shopping mm-hmm. or magical shops with potions and like supplies yeah. and loved it as a kid like i was the kid that took the cardboard box and made the potion shop yeah. in the backyard and it was you know like that imagery was so comforting because mm-hmm. again and here's this half giant who's hanging out with you They're like <laughs> no one's gonna mess with you you can just walk down the street and he's he like lost. you can get everything you need you know like again rest Robbie. in peace Hagrid. Oh my god. That I was know. a hard one. That, that was, was a hard one, folks. That was rough. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Went out to you, homie. I know. But just to have him hosting you and then he gets the kindest. Him. He gets him his little buddy. Right. A kind, gentle, giant soul like ushering you into a magical world in the nicest mm. way possible. Buying you your first owl. Writing happy birthday wrong on your cake. Oh, the cake. I mean, again, it's, you know what it is? It's like for all of the weird kids in life, right? Like that was the whole thing. Harry Potter was like, it's okay that you're weird and no one gets you because yeah. somewhere there's a magical half giant that's going to get mm-hmm. you. And a and school full of weirdos. Weirdos. I mean, <laughs> Ready to that may you. or may not have put you in mortal danger every year, <laughs> despite the fact that it was an academic establishment. And they were like, yeah, go in that tournament where the dragon can kill you. It's fine. Yeah. You know, well, it was part of the charm. <laughs> uh, don't go into that hallway. Yeah. No, so as a kid, you just like the idea that there were other weirdos who could find you mm-hmm. and then like teach you that it was okay to be you i think is ultimately which is ironic nowadays with the way that things have gone with the actual author but like the community itself does not deal with that garbage the community itself is you know the whole point was that as weird and rejected and damaged as you were as a kid you could still be you and there would be people who would love you yeah. So I think that as a kid, that was very comforting. The idea that magic does exist, even though life can seem so boring and the drudgery, and like every day is so long and normal school is so weak. When you're sleeping under the stairs, right? And it a all cupboard. Seems hopeless. So hopeless. Yes. Right? There's magic. Exactly. So Diagon Alley ranks up there for me as a comfort place. I also had Nocturne Alley. I kind of love the dodgy version of 
diagonally. Right. So is that on your list? It was on my sub list. Well, I just had the Harry Potter universe, uh, <laughs> as my, but I so had specific. Big, yeah. But I had other specific locations. I want to go look at all the weird haunted shit in mm-hmm. there, and just look at like the the cabinets, right? You know, and oh, all yeah. their powers, mm-hmm. and the. I don't know. I feel like that'd be fun. And all those like weird people doing shady dealings well, in the alleys. That, like, Whoa. The fact that Diagon Alley and Nocturne Alley are just right next door and everybody's right? like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> people over there doing nefarious like, shit. Hot Topic is next to American Eagle. Like, yeah. It's fine. Things can coexist. Yes. <laughs> Same vibe. <laughs> You're like, I could be over here getting my cursed monkey yeah. paw. It's right? fine. God. But my, uh, my other one was the burrow. Oh, the Weasley dwelling. Love. Yeah. Just the the teetery stacks of houses that they built up with like five chimneys. And oh, yeah. Gnomes in the overgrowing garden. And the they gnomes. Have a, a paddock in the back where you can secretly play Quidditch. Right. And just. Your wonky owl and your. <laughs> your Arrow! Yeah. <laughs> Things knitting themselves and food the on dishes. the table and D- doing the dishes by magic. Yep, you got so good. You know, Celestina on on the radio. <laughs> you can show up at any hour of the day or night and have a bed ready oh, for you and a God. delicious snack because Molly, the ghoul in the attic, in the attic. Yep, <laughs> she's just. And again, book burrow, much superior yes, to movie burrow. 100%. Um. No shade, I guess, if you like the movie. But the book burrow. Do you even see a gnome? No, or they, a Wellington boot? No, they don't mention a they boot. They go on about the Wellington a gnome, boots in the books. No mention of the ghoul. Yeah. So the charm Which of comes the... comes up heavily in the last right? book. Yeah. You know? And it's just kind of a cool house in the movies. But in the book, it's, it's amazing. The clocks that are just like... <laughs> He's in jail. Yeah. Watch out for that one. Mortal like, peril. <laughs> like yeah. I love all the all the gadgets and all the, the comfort things. Oh I feel strong like agree. A lot of mine, as I'm I'm realizing, are like houses yep. or different buildings that Dwellings. are often very cluttered. I'm <laughs> noticing too. I'm it's looking like at cluttered like, with magical things. So Howell's Moving Castle, super cluttered. Mm. Um Diagon Alley, super cluttered. Yes. So, yeah, those first two track. Are we hoarders? <laughs> I mean, maybe. maybe. I, this room, the red room keeps getting more stuff in it. <laughs> so, we'll get there. It's not But uh, they're magical things. Right? I think so. Is there ever enough magical stuff? Probably no. not. No. I don't think so. I'm going to have to sell it out of the back of a mail truck. It's my destiny. Yeah. Also, I want the uh, the flying Ford Anglia. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, who doesn't need a flying car? Right? Yeah. The invisibility booster must be faulty. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just so many things, especially that starts that start at the, the Weasley. <laughs> I have watched those movies and listened to the audiobook. Shout out Jim Dale. Fantastic. Oh, I have never listened to the audiobook. <gasps> Mm-mm. You were missing out. And to I've, the British, Jim Dale is okay. the only audiobook to listen to. Okay. And I've For only, listeners as well. I've only read the books. I've read the first book twice, mm-hmm. I think. But I only read all the other books once. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. One time. That's another one. Again, speaking of comfort places, I do those audiobooks at least once a year. I do put the movies on all the time. Yeah. Um, just for background. Yeah. I just, especially falling asleep too. Yeah. Because there's also <laughs> fun um people on YouTube who extend oh, the story. Really? And it'll be like a sleep time story for adults, and it's just like you wake up at the burrow. Oh, it's a sunshine. <laughs> You're on the Hogwarts Express, and I'll listen to those go to bed like I have magical dreams. <laughs> I want those. Yeah. All right, this is again. This is also goblin self care and relaxation yes. hour. So, <laughs> yes. If you're feeling stressed, go to the burrow. Oh, oh yeah. So that's a good one. That was yours that became mine again. We had two overlappers. Oh. All right, let's. I think this is where it's going to diverge. Okay, though. should I start with my one that I know you won't have? Yes, d- and wait. I think this is the difference in who we are, like our age, and <laughs> and this is where we're gonna we're gonna diverge paths a bit. Well, I feel like you go again because then oh, it, is went, it my turn. Yeah, because I feel like it went like you me then, but then oh, back, back to, to me. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this is an old school one. This is one that. I discovered this world kind of randomly, having no idea as a kid that it was like a very popular, famous, high fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, the world and this, the books, it's a, it's a book series. The world starts out as high fantasy, um, but slowly over time morphs into science fiction. So it's kind Ooh. of an interesting take. Um are you familiar with the world of Pern? No. So the book that got me, and I think, here's the thing. <laughs> I I came across it. I was like a library rat as a mm. kid. Like every free period of time I was in the library at school. Like if I had a study hall and I didn't have anything, I would get a hall pass to go to the library and sit there. You were hooked on phonics. I was. Super <laughs> hooked on phonics. Um, and I had, you know, shout out Mrs. B. I had the best librarian in mm. high school who let me just, hide in between the shelves because i was like i don't have any homework because i'm a nerd (laughs) who's done all my homework like i need to escape into a fantasy you know i was like 14 making lists of the great novels to be read you know like yeah so when i was in probably way too young actually to find Mm. this book i found um a book called the i'm gonna i'm gonna mess it up I can't remember which one it was. I think it was, well, it's the Harper of Pern trilogy. Okay. And so the main character's name is Manali. And she is a Harper, which is essentially like a bard. Mm. Um, But in this world, uh, bards are exclusively masculine. There are almost like almost no female bards. And she's training to be a bard. um, And she lives in the world of Pern, uh, which is um, a planet that is maybe earth maybe not earth and is plagued historically by something called thread which Mm. comes from the sky and destroys everything it touches they look like these silver worms if they touch your flesh like they'll eat through your flesh and they'll destroy the earth and they eat everything they touch and to destroy the thread which comes from a neighboring planet like when the planets orbit each other there are Mm. thread storms and it's like so deep and as a kid you're like what is this (laughs) um however the planet has a natural defense mechanism which are dragons 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the thread, the only way to get rid of thread is to burn it Look with fire. Daenerys. Right? <laughs> so this was my first big dragon thing because mm-hmm. in this world, there are two different types of dragon-esque creatures. There are actual dragons, which come in a variety of colors. There's brown, blue, gold, green, and maybe red i can't remember but that's a hierarchy with the rarest being gold um but then there are also fire lizards which are these little mini dragons that are salamanders they're like they're like little pet sized (laughs) dragons um and in this series the dragon riders have essentially disappeared because thread suddenly stopped because of the way oh we heard foxy (laughs) Jingle outside. Jingle, jangle. Um, the planets have orbited, like in the orbital cycle of the planets, the planet with the thread has moved away from Pern. And oh. so for multiple generations, for hundreds of years, no thread has fallen. So the people of the planet have become complacent. They think it was a myth. It's no longer something that's going to happen. Blah, 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 everyone. So the dragon riders of Pern, which were a group of people who formed relationships with these dragons, mm. are fewer and fewer. So as a kid, I was like, oh, here's the cool part. All of the dragons form a psychic bond with their rider. So they can communicate directly with their rider in their head and they select their rider the same thing works for fire lizards so manali ends up through a series of very unfortunate events uh living in a ends up living in a cave like you do on the seashore um (laughs) and discovers fire lizards which supposedly have been extinct for hundreds of years and ends up developing a psychic bond with an entire like flock like of fire lizards <laughs> like a bunch of different colors like all and then there's one little golden one oh and then like all the adventures that ensue after that so like i found this world at like prime i want a dragon time in my life mm-hmm. and then from there found the other huge i mean we're talking giant novels and and they're by the author and mccaffrey oh and they're still printed today, but I'm always on the hunt for the OG. I, I didn't look up the publication date because the one that pops into my head all the time is the Dragon Riders of Pern. And the cover of it is this like, I think it was published in the 70s. Oh, okay. Maybe the 80s. I can't remember. But the cover is the most stereotypical like late 70s early 80s it's like green with a big like purple dragon thing and it's just like it's so do you like fantasy it's the drama (laughs) it's the drama so i'm always on the lookout for those versions of the books which i have never found uh in book like thrift shops and stuff i always keep an Uh. eye out though i did just find a copy of the trilogy of the harper of pern like in a Mm. one volume like a big bound volume so That world I love because of the relationship with the dragons. Mm -hmm. And in that world, it's kind of a class system. So only certain people are supposed to be allowed Mm -hmm. to have the option. However, of course, you know the dragons are going to thwart that. Right. Right. They've been doing their own thing. And choose. And also, the other thing is, you know, like young, impressionable teenage child. Mm -hmm. If the dragons fall in love with each other, the people fall in love with each other. Mm. So it's like this like thing and it's so romantic <laughs> and you're like oh my god they're saving oh. the world yeah so dragons danger 
fire lizards. Magic. Magic. Psychic bond. And eventually, time travel. Because the cool thing mm. about these dragons is they can teleport. If the, if the rider and the dragon have seen the location they want to go to, they are able to jump to that location. And at one point in time, there's not enough dragons left to save Pern from the threads. And one so of the dragon that. riders goes, oh, wait a minute, I've seen Pern in a painting from the hundreds of years ago. If I can see it then, why can't I hop there and figures out they can actually also time travel? Oh my God. Because <laughs> uh-huh. there's not enough dragons left to save dragons. Like they can't reproduce anymore. I gotta read these books. They're super good. Bruh. Yeah, so Pern, I'm intrigued. R-N. They'll be in the show notes. And the cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, considered one of the like big high fantasy authors... So again, there's there's not I wouldn't recommend it's not like middle grade. Mm. It's definitely more high school, late high school, young adult. Oh wow. Um yeah, definitely cuz there's a lot of romance, physical romance, yeah. sexy time. Um <laughs> right? A lot of my books recently. Right. Which I considered putting on here and then I was like it's kind of weird to include it in all my other Disney things. Stuff. <laughs> like childhood, like, childhood, childhood, childhood fantasy You want to talk about <laughs> Hades and Persephone in the underworld? Ooh. That's a very great series, by the way. Yeah, I really do want to read them. <laughs> so the Pern books by Anne McCaffrey, and there's a bunch of them, and they are over time. And oh, I'm adding them to Yeah, the so definitely I'm intrigued. strong recommend. Love dragons. Mm-hmm. Time travel. Yeah, they're my favorite of all books I've ever read. They are my favorite Ooh, books with dragons. That is a fave. That is a high recommendation. Yeah. Um, the dragons are active, intelligent characters. Okay. And the way that she writes them is really interesting mm. um, because not everyone can hear what the dragons are thinking mm. or the dragons are actively speaking to the human characters, but okay. not all of the voices of the author, whoever's voice you're hearing yeah. can hear them. Ooh. So it's kind of cool. That reminds me of another one that was on my like honorable mention was uh, the world Earthia in oh. the Black Witch Chronicles. Also has Which dragons. I had not heard certain, of. Only certain people can communicate with. I'm moving and, a box. And that, um, I mean, that is full of witches, subland elves, all types of fun stuff. And kudos to the author they they talk about racism in a sense with of like different creatures Mm -hmm. but it's heavy topics but again why yeah yeah like some sexy themes but not nothing too like haters never (laughs) said but uh similar vibe where it's like heavy topics but just magical magical world and and dragons and war and yeah you know crazy angst yeah and, <laughs> and looking things. looking back on the pern the chronicles of pern which i think mm. is the overarching mm. like these are all the chronicles of pern um the books deal a lot with sexism um okay. because it's a super patriarchal society it's kind of ironic because it's a very patriarchal society but the dragons are matriarchal so Ooh, the humans okay. are patriarchal the dragons are matriarchal mm-hmm. um and it also covers classism because there it's is insane. almost like a society These books sound weirdly similar. Yeah, caste <laughs> yeah. system. I think they're high fantasy tropes yeah. to tell you the truth, which yeah. 
we aren't going to cover in this episode, but like high fantasy tropes, if you are a fantasy reader, you know mm. the tropes. Oh, I yeah. mean, so there's always classism, sexism, yeah. um, racism. Yeah. So a lot of these books cover like super big, heavy themes it's in like a different melded way. within mm-hmm. fantasy and all these. it almost makes it like an i don't want to say easier but maybe just like a different way to look at digesting those topics yeah where it just makes you think at them through a different lens you know I, yeah maybe. i think if you're looking for i mean because i know some people don't read fantasy because they have a hard time with the subject matter not being grounded in quote-unquote mm-hmm. reality um however like to me that's one of the whole points of reading fiction um so like escape right i don't read fantasy novels to be like i want to just read about my life you know like right no that's no if there was a psychic dragon here (laughs) we'd be having a different conversation i don't want to read about bob on second street no i'm living that life man (laughs) (laughs) i did my taxes (laughs) So, anyway, yeah. Pern, strong recommend. All right, so my next one yeah. is a video game. Well, I'm ready. Over 16 million copies sold, created by one person. One person? Who goes by Concerned Ape. Concerned Ape? A little game card, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley! <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Okay, that's... <laughs> I don't want to discuss the number of hours <laughs> oh, I've given to Stardew Valley. I have. I had to take a hiatus. I have hundreds on several different plays. Right. And I <laughs> I don't I have one play. One oh, play. One yeah. continuous long running. Mm-hmm. All right. Get into it. All right. Why'd you pick Stardew Valley? I love me some Pelican Town, man. Oh, Pelican Town. The amount of hours. I will say that game very much helped me through the pandemic mm-hmm. and losing my cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rest in peace, zombie. We love you, buddy. Yeah. But just the, I love an RPG. I love yeah. a farming sim. The simple, like 2D, but intricate nature mm-hmm. that is that game. It's the 8-bit. possibilities. Yep. It's very 8-bit style, like old oh, school yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, graphic style. And it starts off, you know, speaking of tropes, very right. similar. Grandpa's dead. Uh, you get a farm. <laughs> yep. How many will, video games you've been playing like that? Will you live up to his legacy? He was a <laughs> pillar of the community. <laughs> yes. So, You're from the city. <laughs> you don't you know. worked for JoJo Corporation. <laughs> or JoJo Corporation. Yeah. Oh, let's not yeah. talk about that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But especially during the pandemic, I was like, <gasps> Bezos, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow we need these packages to survive. For real. I have never done that in a play, though. Where you get the the Jojo Mart? Neither have I. Okay. No, I was like, no, refuse. So you refuse. work on, uh, you know, building up your farm, yeah, fixing up the community center, getting to know the town. Yeah. But then there's fun, weird little aspects, yep. right? Let's talk about the community center for a second. Oh, oh what are those me. little those little things? The Junimo. Yeah, <laughs> in the in the community center, they're forest spirits. They're adorable. I love them. Again, they look like little beans. Yeah, <laughs> some, some serious Ghibli vibes. Yes. So Sprite slash yeah. Totoro troll vibes. Also bringing it back to a little game called 
Harvest Moon. Magical oh, melody. Harvest Moon. The Junima, <gasps> aren't they so similar to the other little forest Oh my sprites? god, I did. Right. Once again, deleted Harvest Moon. <laughs> Was that on GameCube? GameCube. <laughs> no wonder I, I'm like, why can't I play it? My brother has the GameCube. I still have mine if you want to play sometime. If you hear this, (laughs) I want it. (laughs) But yeah, which would be another one I would totally live in. But I wonder how it would hold up too after all these games that have come out that are cozy farming sims now. I have replayed it. Have you? Like within the last year. I still love it. Magical Melody is my favorite Harvest Moon. Because you get the, the notes for, you know, yeah. different things. I, I love the gameplay of it. Okay. But Stardew. I mean, so you have your farm, community center. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. magic about. Yes, you go into happenings. the You go into the caves. Oh, the caves. Right? Mm-hmm. There's, what's in what's inside the cave? A goblin. Oh, my God. To the right. Yeah. There, are, there is a goblin just mm-hmm. sitting there. Yeah. And then you find... The scrolls and learn his language. Learn his language. You donate to the homie Gunther at the museum. Yep, Gunther. <laughs> and uh, you learn the language. You can trade with them, you know, buy some cool stuff. Yep. And then you can go down into caves and mine stuff. Yep. And fight off those little bad find things. Or, and skeletons yep. and like weird little ghosts. And yeah. <laughs> so the game is great because it's a farming sim, uh, it's an RPG, yeah. it's a dungeon crawler. Yes. It um, is. Like, for any of you that compulsively collect, yes. it has collection quests. Mm-hmm. It has, um, like, I'm totally blanking on what it is, but, like, when you make, like, your own stuff, so it has, like, crafting. Yes. So it's multi-layered. It's not just a farming sim. Like And life so sim, good. really. You yeah. can get married and have kids. You can. And we're an inclusive game out here. You can marry Whoever any, you want. Yeah. No matter no. what's going on, anybody. Yeah. Who was your uh, Who was your person? So in uh, the game, Elliot. <gasps> Pretty sure. Interesting. Pretty sure it was Elliot. I think. I'll Living go by back the beach. Th- yeah, yeah. Beach. Elliot. Fabio. Yeah, with the hair. <gasps> and I was like, not for it at first. I was like, no, that's not. You're like he's a writer who lives in a hut on yeah, the beach. He's not making any money. <laughs> I'm the, the farmer. Yeah. No, Elliot on the beach. I have, I have married him. My go-to. I'm so typical. Yeah, Sebastian. Sebastian the goth. I I love the goth who has a motorcycle and plays Dungeons and Dragons in his basement. I mean, did you ever great. play the board game with him? No, because yeah. I just I never put in the effort. You didn't get he was, the heart event. I didn't. No. And then Shane. Oh, Shane, the drunkard who lives with his aunt. <laughs> I love him. I mean, I should have just gone for the ladies. <laughs> Would have been less trauma, which yeah. I did in Wildwood. Yes. Yeah. Is it called yeah. Wildwood? Wild. Wild flowers. flowers. Wild flowers. Wildwood. Oh, oh wild, my God. Wild flowers. With a Y. Yeah. So like W-Y-L-D-E. In Wild Flowers, I'm dating the meteorologist. I love that game. The one, the one Up who on the mountain. So, I dated her too. Oh yeah, she's the best. She's and she's so close. She's so I mean so convenient. Also, she's very understanding. I love her. She has great hair. She's adorable. Yes. So I was like, nah, that's, she's my girlfriend. That's funny. Yeah. That's, <laughs> she was and I too. like out of all the girls I could have dated, I was mm-hmm. like, that's the one. Well, and my lovely husband has a rule too when we play Stardew. He's just like, are you playing again? You can't go after my girl. 
Leah oh, was his gal. Leah, He's like, huh? she's the only one who owns her own property. <laughs> I was very, like, Elliot does too. He's like, I mean, no one wants Elliot. Because, I mean, that beach is probably public domain. It's probably not his land. On your neighbors with Willie. Oh, God, Willie's right there. You're going to have to do... Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, it's too close to Willie. But, but to start, I mean, you have the wizard's tower. Yep. Right? You have weird things to find in the woods all around there's that stuff buried dude. underground yeah there's did you get to the witches area up oh, by the train I just station? got up there yeah yeah you know which <laughs> can get interesting i mean if you have kids in that game yeah have you have i haven't you... had kids i'm not that far oh, in so again several hundred hours <laughs> okay so my one gameplay yeah. definitely needs some more work here i'm going um, back in in the the witches area you yeah. can donate things to her statues so say you can get divorced in the game right oh yeah yeah um you can leave her offerings to yeah. make them forget <gasps> you ever met because if you divorce them and don't do that they'll be salty and won't like you oh yeah but right. otherwise you can just start over your relationship <sighs> Also, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you have kids in the game, Uh-oh. you can leave her offerings. I think it's a strange bun. That's <laughs> what you have to leave. Right. Leave, leave the statue. Because you can cook. Yeah. And um, a strange your, your, bun. Your kid will turn into a dove and then fly away. You mean you can <laughs> just get rid of them by transfiguring them into a dove? And, they, and then you don't have a kid anymore. Well, that's convenient. <laughs> I was waiting for you to go full Hansel and Gretel, like no, me with those no. green worms. <laughs> yeah, but again, she lives in like this weird little cave yeah. in a little swamp. Oh yeah, and then just between, and then there's different locations. You can go yeah. to the desert, and, and there's the Skull Cavern. And I haven't done yeah. that. I've only done my one oh, location. Yeah. The I'm game. Still, I'm talking people through this game because there's yeah. so much to explore. So, and this is you play it on the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Okay. Is it only on Switch? No, I actually played it's it for the, the first time too, right? on PC. PC. Yeah, like on Steam. Yeah. And then I played it on PlayStation as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only played four. it on Switch. Yeah. I will say they patched a lot of things on the Switch, and you can't do mods on the Switch. Oh, which is a little weak sauce. Yeah, because the mods for Stardew are so fun because so many people have written so many expansions to the oh story. Oh, my God. Or you can, there's mods that like make everything look like Studio Ghibli, but <gasps> it's still Stardew. Yeah, there's so many mods for the game that are so fun. I didn't know that. So I'm like, as much as I have escaped within this game, yes, it would be so fun to be in like a live action version oh of the game. You know, you can just go farm things i think (laughs) i know but i can't go hang out with goblins and my favorite character in the game crobus crobus have you met him no you need to get farther in this oh my god i've been too busy planting turnips um crobus i wrote down what exactly he is he's a a friendly monster or shadow person who lives in the sewer (laughs) crobus That's who's in the sewer. Yeah, that's that I Krobus. can't get open. Yeah, you got to get the keys, man. man I'll I'm tell not. you. I'll send okay. you something. There's a whole Stardew wiki. I've been waiting. <laughs> I'm like, I can't get in the sewer yet. I'm not yeah. far enough in the game. So he lives in the sewer. Also has beef with the uh, with the dwarves. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dwarf goblin, who are in the? I feel yeah. like. 
same yeah. vibe in the caves. But he has beef with, with okay. the dwarves. Okay. But you can trade and and buy stuff from him as well. That and you amazing. can fish down there <gasps> and get like haunted ghost fish yes. and stuff. Yeah. And then there's a secret portal down there as well to like a weird little swampy area in the sewers. Wow. Yeah. The game is vast. Yeah, and when when you first get into it, you're like, how good is this going to be, mm-hmm. right? Like, when I first started playing it, I was like, this game has so much hype online, right? Yeah. Everyone talks about Stardew Valley. Everyone talks about putting hundreds and hundreds of hours on Stardew Valley. Yeah. And I started playing it, and I got it. Also helped me through the death of a pet, Yeah, right? I miss you, Mojo. Um, so, like, it really helps, again, because cozy games right like and i know there's a lot of internet hate for from other gamers towards cozy gamers because you're not a quote-unquote gamer and i'm like hey no not all games have to be combat based or level based person shooter nah i'm not tried it's not my jam that doesn't mean it can't be other people's jam back in the day i did Ruin some people's lives in Halo, but that oh, was a different. I'll fuck people <laughs> up in Halo. <laughs> that freaking like yeah. tongue sword I'd, thing, like jump on the warthog, rip it open, oh, yeah. throw a grenade in, like. <laughs> I would play that while watching Red versus Blue, right? And like eating Doritos. So it good. was the early two thousand. <laughs> it was what you did. Um, if you didn't make a warthog joke at school, were you cool? <laughs> no, you were not. Um, yeah. We all did it. Yeah. So, but yeah, cozy games. I just love them so much. I do too. And like now I'm on the lookout. Like, you know, I finally have found gamers that like release the recommended cozy game lists. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, you've played way more cozy games than me though. Yeah. I, uh, I, I get into it. There's a kind of like a goth version of Stardew Valley oh, from yeah? a different um, creator called graveyard keeper i've heard of graveyard keeper which i love really it actually it has a really good story too which i I like throughout it but and i just i love games that have where they they seem from the jump like pretty simple and then are so deep even like like wild flowers i was like damn this this game got deep as hell on the grandma (gasps) oh my god i was like no this is not happening right now this is not happening. And the, can we appreciate a fully voice acted game? Oh, so good. For a second. So good. Because on my honorable mentions list was Fable. Oh, Fable. We were just talking about Fable. My brothers and I were just talking about Fable. And yeah. I was like, so Fable actually, Fable is the source of my beef with the new Hogwarts Legacy game. Mm. Hmm. So, like, if side side note, yeah. rabbit trail. <laughs> if and I I love that game. It's very fun. Yeah. Like, and you haven't played it yet. I haven't. I know. I need um, the red system. Right. It's so, not released on Switch until freaking July. No, <laughs> and I'm lucky because I have it on PS5. Yeah. Um. It doesn't, it makes you feel like the decisions you're making in the game matter. Mm. They don't matter. Like the game forces you down a predetermined path Um. in a way that like Fable and Skyrim 
don't you know like where you make decisions you fully change. and you are cha- like your character are you the hero right you know <laughs> right you fable your face yeah. is like getting evil you get scars yeah. and you're like your eyes are getting evil and you're like oh my god i just kicked a puppy you know like your character <laughs> yeah right or you're like your i helped this old lady have, get rid of the spider and now i'm gonna take all her gold yes. instead of giving it to her so in in harry potter this harry potter game it is set up to be like fable to the game player with decisions and discussions, but it doesn't actually matter. So you're kind of, it's like a, you've been, you've been catfished. You've been hoodwinked. Um, there are a few alternate cutscenes, mm-hmm. but it's more based on which house oh. you're in. Like, and that, that will impact like the way certain quests look or the way certain scenes look. Mm. Um, so that's my beef with okay. it. And for a game, honestly though, that that video game Hogwarts Legacy mm-hmm. is visually it does look pretty dope. stunning and i will give combat the combat sequence in that mm-hmm. game is one of the most fun ooh okay it's very fun and if you're watching for those of you that have played it on PS5 you will know that it has one of the most seamless combat systems mm-hmm. in like a magic game that and it it has the turn-based feel of like the later Final Fantasy games that have Ooh. sped up turn-based combat so that it feels like real-time combat, but it's still technically turn-based, but they've masked it within Ooh. the combat system. So you're moving at a very fast pace. It's intuitive. And there is some difference in like which wand you select oh, okay. at the beginning of the game. So like depending upon like the core you pick, oh, okay. um, there is a little bit of customization in that like you can make a wand that's more intuitive so like sometimes my wand like versus the commodore's wand mm-hmm. my wand will let sometimes anticipate when i need to throw up a shield spell oh. and his wand will anticipate like when he needs to throw an offensive spell so like it's but it's not like you want it to go a step further yeah. like like if you guys had taken another six months <laughs> um then maybe it would have been People Fable were level. for that but game. But Fable. Fable 3. Oh. I, lo- I love all of them. Yeah. But Fable 3 in particular mm-hmm. is my fave where I'm like, okay, talking universes like Albion, like yep. just <sighs> Sir Walter. Oh, you okay? That was the first and only time I've cried oh. at a video game mm-hmm. where I was like, no! Yeah. Walter. <laughs> yep. Yep. That got me. Again, spoiler alert. <laughs> yep. Something about but, the third video game, man. Bruh. Witcher three. Witcher three. Bruh. Peak. Peak Witcher. Right in the feels. Just. Walter. Yeah. But. That was in your my, honorable mention. That, that. Well, it uh, in my. St- it was like in my video game section. Oh, I was list, like, yeah. Stardew, very different vibe from Fable 3. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we really went far down the path away from Stardew. Yes. But yeah, so, fully voice acted. It was a rabbit trail we led down. Wildflowers, Fable. Yeah. We're circling that's back. that's what I feel. It's goblin heaven, man. It is. It's what it's about. It is. And you know what? It's all about the the collecting, the building, the management, the movement, like oh, yeah. the fully controllable... Like I can plant, I can cook, and I can teleport. I can te- yeah, I can teleport. I can yeah. go into a mine. I can get all my resources. So like, basically, in a I lot can of make these, my farm haunted, and monsters come at night, and I can fight them. Right? <laughs> See, 
These are, <laughs> These the, are things. the things. People. These are the things. <laughs> These are the things. You know, sometimes you just want to take your galaxy sword and go kill some like zombie skeletons yeah. in your yard. You do. Why can't I do that in real life? I don't know. I'd probably get arrested. I don't know. I feel like zombie skeletons would be pretty... I mean, we've all fought enough digital zombie skeletons to have pretty much figured yeah. it out. This is fair. Yeah. <laughs> out of all the bad guys in all the video games, skeletons are my least scary. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, you're a skeleton. Yeah. Again, even in Fable, skeletons. Yeah. They Not the bad. scariest. They're pretty easy. No. Melee weapons. Right. <laughs> I have a giant axe. What do you have? Yeah. An arm that's falling a off? femur. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Are you going to hit me with it? Oh. <laughs> so, uh, what's your last one? And, and may not be your number one. No particular order. So I have... Wait, why do I have two left? You should have two left. Do I? I have two left. I think it's because I combined Howells and Harry Potter. Oh, Maybe? the burrow. You combine the burrow and yeah. Yeah. So but, I have two left yeah. plus an honorable mention. Well, hit me with it. Okay. So this fourth one of mine um, is a location Ooh. in a fantasy series. Oh, okay. And it's not a genre I usually have gone for. Um, so it's Redwall Abbey, which is a location in the books by Brian Jacques. And I, I don't see a lot of people reading Brian Jacques books anymore, but the book that got me into into Brian Jacques books was Redwall, mm. which is kind of the introduction to this physical abbey. And this is it's an like an abbey, like where there, you know, are like old school in, in Britain Abbey where it was like a religious oh, okay. thing with monks and the you know yes. but um it's populated by mice. Oh, all the characters in the books are animals. There are no humans in this book. I love this. So the Abbey, Redwall Abbey. So here's the thing. The books, the original three books that got me were Redwall, Martin the Warrior, and Mossflower. Um, out of all of them. Great names. Yeah, I think it's a toss up for me. I, I love all three of them equally. Mm. Um they occur over stretches of time. The Abbey is the point of reference for all of these books through history. So the mm. Abbey exists, but time oh, moves okay. on, you know. So Martin the Warrior occurs, and then like Moss Flower occurs, and Martin has become a legend of history. So, like, as the reader, you have read his story and you know what he went through, and now you're reading about the mice that lived generations after. And there's like a wind, a stained glass window of him, and like his sword is lost somewhere in the <laughs> Abbey. And there's hedgehogs and badgers and moles and all these different characters. I love and then this. the villains are other animals. Um, and some of the villains are cats, oh. obviously. So the villains are usually the predators. Um, stoats, a.k.a. weasels, <gasps> are villains most often than not. Mm. Um, and then there are other like lizard, snake villains. Yeah. So... Because the protagonists are rodents, yeah. the antagonists are the predators of the rodents. That makes sense. Um, some of the villains are legit terrifying. <laughs> um, there's a lot of death in mm. these books. Like, not everyone lives, right? And a lot of characters die in these books. 
it's like Game of Thrones for mice. <laughs> um, but here's the thing about Redwall. These books are an ode to food. Ooh. And the description, so <laughs> I, as a kid, like, you know how sometimes you'd read books and be like, okay, okay, I get it. It was the summer and the wind and the grass and blah, blah, blah. Stephen and Lake, King. Yeah. Looking at you. Oh, my God. And Les Mis, <laughs> you know, like, and then. In the this year, could have been an email, Stephen. Right. In the year of our Lord, 17, you know, you know, like, no. So I lived for the description of the feasts in these books and there's one like i just found out today that that an entire cookbook exists of the recipes from redwall which i will be getting oh yeah because ain't no way i'm not eating this food (laughs) so i'm gonna read you a description oh please do of one of the feasts and this is from the book it's not from my top three um, Redwall books, but it's from Mariel or Mariel of Redwall. So this is the list of the food, and it's just I'm so excited. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so and he describes feasts because these animals love a feast, oh, right? Yeah. And every description of the food is like mouth wateringly good. Yeah. So it's already happening. I yep. Hope. So, <laughs> um, they're going to go like to a battle. And before okay. the battle, the warriors are all gathering and they're like ruminating yeah. um, about what's going to happen. And a lot of times they have a feast before like what they call the crescendo of the book, like before the big battle, mm. they'll have like a feast. And so in this particular feast, there's turnip potato beetroot pie, cold fizzy strawberry cordial, damson short crust and cream, cowslip and parsley liqueur, brown ale, cheese and mushroom pasties, and nut bread cake iced with clover honey. I love a pasty. Mm-hmm. And every single meal in these books is described like that. Where, like, the drinks alone. When things are described as fizzy, oh. it just, I don't know why. It just hits in the right way. I'm like, they I want it right now. Had me like, how do I make a flaky crust with the acorn <laughs> flour? You know, like if oh. you love to forage mm. natural foods, like these book food descriptions are the pinnacle of food descriptions. Oh. And he goes into it. Like <laughs> he talks about them gathering the ingredients and then there's like the kitchen staff and they're making oh. the feast and like then they all sit and eat all the food and talk about the food. And you're like, oh, my God. As a kid, I was like, I don't even think I like dandelions. But, <laughs> but now I want to try the dandelion wine. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so they and they all drank. The, it was all alcohol. <laughs> and so they all be making and They're fermenting and pickling. And yeah. I had a bottle cap last night, man. I yeah. was lit. <laughs> I, was, I drank the whole thing. <laughs> Strawberry fizzy drank. Cordial. So, oh. I mean it was as a kid i was just like enamored and the abbey is like this old impenetrable red brick building that like stands through history and is this safe place and they defend it all the time there's people and it has secrets it's like hogwarts before hogwarts where Mm -hmm. it has like secret chambers and secret tunnels and like like you know, they're trying to find Martin the Warrior's sword if it still exists and where is it and what happens if you find it. You know, it's just yeah. 
so good and just sounds so like dreamy like it's very dreamy and also it's written in a way where like you you kind of fall in love with the characters and the fact that they're animals is completely irrelevant um the thing that you kind of buy into as a reader and i hadn't thought about them for years Mm. until we were thinking about goblin heaven and i was like I just want to eat the mushroom pasty <laughs> and drink the elderflower yes. juice. You know, like that's a big. I and as a kid, I would just like read the descriptions of it and read them again and read them again and be like, I bet it smells really good. Like <laughs> you would just sit there and be like, I want oh, to go to there. Yep. Oh. So the Redwall books, again, the Abbey is like, and there's no like. There is some, I think there's some discussion about like there being religious overtones, but it's not like Chronicles of Narnia religious overtones, oh, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> we're not talking C.S. Lewis here. Um, but like there are some references to sainthood and knighthood and yeah. it's very like, um, it's like a historical mm. wind in the willows fiction. So yeah, it's just kind of a fascinating take and he wrote tons of these books and one of them features like the otter community which are like pirates on the coast yeah and (laughs) i haven't even read and then there's like the one about one of the bobcats that like isn't evil like it's there's a lot of them he's a vegetarian i know right (laughs) like there's a lot of them. So I recommend... I'm excited for all these new books I get to read. Yeah, I recommend starting with... I think the first book they recommend you starting with is Redwall. Okay. Because it is like this, like definitive. And then Martin the Warrior is actually a prequel. And then Mossflower is the sequel. So I I think I might have them out of order. But, <laughs> but those three are the ones I would get start the with. the lay of the land. Yeah. Type five. So that's my fourth one. All right. Well... My last one here. Yeah. Speaking of, um, you know, being centered around food. Oh, the food. Things. Um, my, I will go ahead. Not numbered, whatever. This is my number one. Yeah. <laughs> Willy Wonka's <laughs> Chocolate oh. Factory. Oh. The Gene Wilder. Version. I'm talking 1971. Yeah. You know, shout out to Johnny Depp, but no. But no. But With no. With the sh- weird dentist scene. The hair? Je- <laughs> Homie. No. I must find a hair. No. Good morning, Starshine. <laughs> the Earth says hello. It's the no. puppet burn unit. It's relatively no. new. We're talking. Come with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're Jean- talking. Wilder, a world of pure imagination. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> um, secret passages, crazy patterns on the walls that open into mazes that get bigger and smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite room, what he calls the nerve center. <laughs> We're talking the big room, yes. right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The where there's a chocolate river and the, waterfall, the edible plants oh yeah foliage where uh he says all of my dreams become realities and some of my realities become dreams almost everything you'll see is eatable edible and just 
the combo lock to get into the room is a little piano <laughs> with a musical lock that he goes, diddly, diddly, diddly. <laughs> which is just the best intro. The snozzberries taste like snozzberries. Lickable wallpaper. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I know. And and who here didn't want that damn gobstopper? It's everlasting. <laughs> Did you eat the candy when it still existed? Yes. They don't make them anymore, you know. Is it because they were too delicious? I think the actual kids Wonka, choked on them, probably. <laughs> yeah, the actual Wonka division of whatever candy company went under because they made Wonka bars, they made I Everlasting Gobstoppers. Nerds originally were Wonka candy, yeah. so nerds shut out. They survived. Nerds rope still delicious. Still delicious. <laughs> I don't think any other Wonka candy still exists. Not that I can think of besides uh, nerds. We have a great candy shop here where I live. Yeah. I might check out there because yeah. they have weird They candy. got Jones Soda over there. Yeah, they do. It's delicious. And Ball's Energy Drink, <laughs> which you're not <laughs> supposed to have no. anymore, but they it's sell like, it. It's like Surge. Like, yeah. If anybody ever comes up with a case of Surge, I don't it, drink it. It hurt a couple kids back in the day like Four loco. <laughs> <laughs> like, watch out for that Ball's with the Z. You yeah. know what I mean? Beware. <laughs> Delicious though. <laughs> many a gaming, many a night playing Halo, <laughs> drinking <Right>? balls. <laughs> <laughs> wow, flashbacks. <laughs> oh, but the just again the the candy room. Yep, you have a chocolate waterfall. So good, chocolate river. Um, there is a very specific part. I believe it is Mike TV's mom. Yeah, yeah. There's a giant red mushroom, mm-hmm. and she sticks her whole hand <laughs> into the white dot of the Ooh. mushroom and just shoves it in her mouth. And it looks like some type of frosting. Oh my God. Custard, maybe. I have wanted to do that mm-hmm. since the first time I saw that movie. I'm like, I want there to be a room where I can yep. just stick my hand into a mushroom yeah. and it's frosting and I can eat it. The only other movie oh. I've ever seen that has made me have that reaction to like frosting yeah. is Hook. <gasps> when they have yes. the table with the imaginary yes. food and like Rufio, when they have the Rufio. food fight. Did you it. know that the actor that voices Rufio is also the voice of Zuko in Avatar The Last Airbender? Uh huh. I did not. Rufio is Zuko. Yeah. That totally tracks, though. It does track, doesn't (gasps) it? Yes. Amazing. He's on TikTok now. TikTok. TikTok now. Yeah. I had such a crush on him. I did too. That red hair. Girl. And so when they did the food fight scene (laughs) and throw it and it hits his face, that. Like rainbow colored frosting. <laughs> yes. Has the same yes. reaction as that Wonka mushroom. Oh, yeah. That was one of my, I will say, probably first times I replayed and replayed a scene was their like um, smack talking back and forth to each yep. other between him and Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's so good. So good. Another rest in peace. A lot of oh, shout outs. My God. Up. God love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in the room the edible uh buttercup flowers when he when he sits down and he plops the flower which is just like on a little plate of leaves and then he sips out of it and and then then he bites bites it it. oh yeah i want to do this Uh, (laughs) yep the trees he's shaking them what look like skittles comes out fall out and then he just takes one of the leaves looks like a green leaf and he eats just it. eats is it. Is it mint? We don't know. We don't, we don't know. know what it tastes There's like. Licorice, c- candy canes. I mean, so everyone's, they're, they're eating everything. 
Also, the Oompa Loompas. Yeah. From Loompa Land. Yeah. <laughs> Which, so, they don't really cover, <laughs> I mean, interesting thing, right? Again, strong support Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, the movie. Yeah. Over Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, the movie. Mm. But Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, the movie with Johnny Depp. Mm does actually, to a degree, cover what was described in the book for uh, how Willy Wonka, like, finds them. Yeah. Which, again, now, problematic, right? Yeah. Indentured servitude. Not yeah. great. Um, but, but, but they were rescued by, by the Hornswogglers. The Hornswogglers. <laughs> and Snozwangers. <laughs> and vermicious canids. The canids were the ones to watch out for. <laughs> And, and that's basically all they touch on yep. in the 70s yeah. version. Pretty it's much just it. Like, Before uh, he okay. has a psychotic break in that boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Which as a kid, I'm like, is oh, that a millipede? I was getting to the Wonkatania. <laughs> the riverboat. The riverboat. That scene, as much as I rewatched that movie, I would always fast forward yeah. on VHS. Yep. That scene scared the shit it scared out me of too. me. What was with the random like LSD yep. clips to like a zoom in of someone's eyeball? eyeball. And then the millipede <laughs> like going through or like a centipede. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And strobe lights. And he's yeah. just going. Ah, and, and the color is flashing on both sides of his face. And his no. face is changing. And you're like, oh. Ooh. and only Gene Wilder could pull that off. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I am a uh, Veruca. Her dad in that scene who's like, get me off this boat, Wonka. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. I'm like, I want to get off. Veruca yeah. no th- no Salt. Oh. oh, yeah. And then, again, I forgot about so many rooms in this. So I rewatched the movie. Oh, you did? Night. Oh, yeah. my it's God. It's on HBO. BT oh, good to know. <laughs> um, the Inventing Room. Oh, yeah, Which, yeah. I don't know why when I was thinking about it, I Is remembered the it. The Blueberry Room? Yes. Okay. When you get so full of experiments, things are distilling, fermenting. Um, I love that this part. Invention is ninety three percent perspiration, six percent electricity, four percent evaporation, and two percent butterscotch ripple, <laughs> which adds up to one hundred and five percent. His math checks out. But the fact that so he has all these like vats and cauldrons everywhere, yeah. and he's just like, this needs a little kick, and he throws like a leather shoe right. into it. The puns, the puns. <laughs> like, Ooh, that's far too cold. He puts a jacket into yeah. it. Like it's it's fantastic. It is. It's whimsical and, and wonderful. <laughs> yep. Yep. So he has the everlasting gobstoppers in there. Yeah, my but personal fave. Also the gum machine. That's the three yeah, course meal. The three course meal. Which Tomato soup. It turns violet. Violet. <laughs> violet. You're turning violet, violet. <laughs> Yeah, so that was 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 her demise, yeah. and then they go in the long crazy hallways with the the lookable wallpaper. Yeah. These snozberries yeah. taste like snozberries. Taste like snozberries. Also, Joel brought up a point, and he was like, "That's the seventies. You think those kids were just like <gasps> licking oh lead paint?" God. And also, like maybe they were just tripping balls the entire <gasps> time. I know Gene was. Oh, you know, like, you was. know, he was. yeah. There's no way he was wearing a top hat, and it was purple. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah, yeah. And then they get to the giant geese that lay Love golden chocolate eggs. Love those geese. Where Veruca meets her demise. 
deserves it. I mean, she deserved it. <laughs> she did deserve it. Also, I will say that song she sings during that scene. Oh, yeah. Very catchy. Really? I want it all. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I was like, I'm in with it. <laughs> yeah. All the songs are pretty cool. Oh, fantastic. They do slap. And then uh, they get to uh, the Wonka Wash. The, the car full of bubbles. Yep. I it's forgot like, about that. Right? I, mm-hmm. There were so many little things where I was like, I want, where it's like, you just get a full shower. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. It's, like, it's full of ginger ale. So good. <laughs> all types of fun also, stuff. Also, like, did you not want to eat a Wonka bar? Like, like straight out the movie Wonka oh, bar. Yeah. And like the one that yeah. he gets that's like the truffle one. That's like the, the what did they, what did they call it? Something fudge ripple. Oh. <sighs> think now yeah it's like when they're in the original candy shop yep in his town that was another one when he's pulling what are those little dots that are on the paper that you get for like easter you know that weird thing i know what they are when he's pulling like sheets of them that song that that guy sings in there is pretty good oh i know the candy man can (laughs) Mm -hmm. the nostalgia and then they um oh the fizzy lifting drink the fizzy lifting drink yep Yes. Just float about. My whole thing, imagine having this giant building mm-hmm. or compound, basically. Yep, yep. That is just for you and all your little Oompa Loompa buddies, which is basically Gru and the Minions. Convince me it's not, but with chocolate. Oh. <laughs> the big boss. Despicable <laughs> me. <laughs> it's true. But just... To invent things and eat candy. I think Steve Carell would be a great Willy Wonka. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should do it for that. I mean, Johnny Depp, you I'm not great, dude. It That was Tim Burton, was it not? It was. So I mean, who else was he gonna who else was he gonna cast? He kind of was stuck with it. But it just I feel like it could have went you could have leaned into the weird in a better, a better way. way. Yeah. Also, I can't get music. over the dentist scene in the yeah. I can never, you never get flossed. Over it. And, he's um. like, huh. and it's like him being a little kid, but it's still Johnny Depp like fully grown. <laughs> yeah. With and a also bigger like bulk. the fact that the Oompa Loompas were just the same actor. It bugged me. It bugged me. And also the music, terrible, not good, trash, not so great. No, no. I also have strong feelings about his remake of Alice in Wonderland. So do I. Not great. No. no. It, 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 it. Is there anything more cringy than Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter <laughs> doing that dance? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I know exactly. <laughs> I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And then it was way worse even than I imagined. It would have been better if Johnny Depp had just done a dance, right? (laughs) But what happened next was not in any way something any of us wanted to see. No. I was like, you should have just let the Jabberwocky eat him, okay? Like, no thank you. Those just, you're a great pirate, my guy. He should have stayed in his lane. pirate, just... And also, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Peak Depp, right? There's Peak Depp. Him and no. his friend, Tim. Bless I know. it. Then yeah. they dragged Helena into it. I know. I she, know. I will say, as the queen, I didn't. She was didn't all right. She was all right. With her giant weird hair. I'll give her that. <laughs> it was at least, I feel like she can lean 
just the right amount into the whimsy. And yeah. So, well, yeah. Where Johnny's like, my guy. <laughs> that <laughs> was not the scene for you, sir. What's going on? Oh, God, those gloves. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're all crunchy. I haven't watched those in a while. No. And also, like, oh, I wouldn't eat any candy made by that guy. No. But candy The made- mercury. <laughs> I mean, like, candy made by Gene Wilder. Yeah. 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 100%. Also, I mean, if he, the kid with the headgear, had made the candy, I'd be like, I trust that kid. <laughs> but I don't know what the hell happened to you, sir. No, why are no. you so pale? Like, right? The, why the, is your hair the, cut like that? The powder foundation. It was a lot. It was a lot. I was like, Gene will still fly. As he Willy Wonka. was fly. He was fly as hell. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And charming. And I, a part that I forgot about the movie when I rewatched it is how he constantly makes fun of Mike TV. He really doesn't like Mike TV. <laughs> when he's like, wah, 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 and he's like trying to punch in, he's like, you should really speak louder and enunciate. I can't hear you. <laughs> just throughout the whole thing, it just like Mumbler. shutting him down. That's actually from both yeah. movies. They rag on Mike TV. Yeah. Well, Mike yeah. TV is annoying. Oh, so and annoying. he deserved to get also, turned into a little micro boy. He scammed the system. Yeah, he did. He cheated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one likes you or your little cowboy. Yeah. Nope. That's just the worst. He deserved the Wonka vision. Also, he was supposed to be a direct commentary on American children. The original character Apt. of Mike TV. Apt. So that's harsh, but true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that one burns a little yeah. bit, but uh, yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be a, like a, a caricature of American children during the time. Oh, so yeah. I can totally, there is totally that. see that. I recently heard the rest of the world looks at us the way we look at Florida. So (laughs) it tracks. It tracks. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Strong agree. Love me some Willy Wonka. And the the great glass elevator. Did you, so did you read the book? No. The great glass elevator? I did not. I did. And it takes a very weird turn. Really? Yeah, because it goes into realms outside of the chocolate factory. Oh. It gets very, I mean, have you read other Roald Dahl? Like James and the Giant Peach? Yeah. 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 It gets very James and the Giant Peach. Oh. Yeah. Again, gets a little spooky. James Ant Spiker? That? Ant Sponge and Ant Spiker from James and the Giant Peach terrified the fuck out of me. Joel will not watch that movie or any other movie with puppets. <laughs> oh, he didn't like puppets? <laughs> it's like James and the Giant Peach, yep. Coraline, it, it and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. It started with Nightmare Before but Christmas. But Nightmare Before Christmas is a classic. Scares him. No. Jack Skeleton? No. I love... I can't decorate my house. <gasps> not a lot. But it's a Henry Selleck classic. I know. This is Halloween. Danny no. Elfman. Yeah. Nada, nada. I think it's the puppets. Kind of like how I am with clowns. No thanks. Fair. Yeah. I, (laughs) but I mean, strong stop motion animation fan. So like, stop motion animation, huge. Have you watched the box trolls? Yes. The box trolls (gasps) is so good. I for I literally forgot about that. And and it's so sweet. Love. The box trolls is it's so, so weird. Yeah, super weird. I love stop that motion movie. animation and the effort and the artistry and the miniatures oh and like uh, we've already covered how much we both love Coraline. Oh, um, yes, because Neil and yeah. um, but like the the artistry, 
So the studio that did Coraline also did the box trolls. Oh. Laika. I think it's pronounced Laika. L-A-I-K-A. That tracks. Um, and they did Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm. Also, so good. Yes. Um, they, and then they might have actually done, like, Franken... Did they do... Frankenweenie? I don't I don't know if they did Frankenweenie. <laughs> or Paranorman. Pa- they did Paranorman. That's one of my other faves. Yeah, Paranorman is super good. So I... <laughs> A little love, friend in that movie. Oh my god! My pectorals. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite. So yeah, stop motion animation all the way for me. Yes. And as I get older, I love puppets more, and I love the practical application of like the artistry of makeup and it's so impressive makeup work. So like recently watching like for example like let's say new shows like episodes of The Mandalorian. Mm. They have done in the most recent season a combination of like special effects and practical effects, mm. much like the original Star Wars trilogy with like the physical effects of the makeup, oh, a la, you know, like OG Jabba. Yeah. Um, and some of the characters have practical effects makeup on. And I'm like, this looks so, and I mean, and it looks the age of the original trilogies. It's, it's beautiful. Mm. But it's you know it's that like style of artistry, yes. but you love it more because it's practical makeup. It's just it's impressive. It is the amount of work it takes to manage the mechanics of it mm-hmm. and to make a character that you can relate to is and like the artistry of puppets. I used to really dislike puppets when I was a kid. I don't know mm-hmm. if I had like a traumatic event or whatever, <laughs> but PBS made me like hug a big bird or something, um, and I was like, I don't like puppets. As I've gotten older the artistry of making a puppet a character Mm -hmm. and the work that goes into physically making them and the work that goes into the mechanics of moving them fascinates me. Like I love it so much more now that I understand the work behind it. And as a kid, you do not understand the work behind a puppet. No no kid knows how much work it is to be Oscar the Grouch. (laughs) Like you don't know how much work it it took to make the labyrinth. Like, Oh my God. So much work. We're not going to talk about the Dark Crystal because the trauma, the trauma. If you want to make Joel cry, make him watch the Dark Crystal if he has not already. I still haven't watched it. Oh, then you are in for a treat, <laughs> my friend. Welcome I'm to adding it to the list. Welcome to Trauma Town. Um, oh prepare your mind before okay. you watch. I'm telling you, the Skeksis are terrifying. <laughs> and what they do to those little doe-faced puppets, you don't, it's so bad. Okay. It's so bad. I gotta so, watch it though. It's a classic. You gotta watch it. It's okay. on, I'm pretty sure it's on the Netflix. It is. I didn't. I, I've watch, seen it in it in the queue. I haven't watched the new mm. Dark Crystal stuff that was put out. Okay. During was it during the panty before the panty sometime <laughs> around that time. But um, yeah. Anyway, prepare your minds, goblins. If you haven't seen the Dark Crystal, <laughs> uh, it's a difficult romp. Just saying. <laughs> um. So. So what is your... My last one? Yeah, number one. My last oh, one is... It is my the number, last one. <laughs> it, is, it is actually my number one. It also happens to be, out of all of them, the most recent. Oh. Um, and I... It is the book series slash cartoon animated series by Luke Pearson called Hilda. And uh, there's only two seasons of it mm-hmm. and one movie animated movie on netflix and i don't know how many books there are um but it follows 
The Adventures of a Girl Named Hilda, who lives in the quote-unquote wilderness Okay. Uh, with her mom and her pet, Twig, who is a deer fox, oh. a very rare animal. Love that. And she goes off adventuring in the wilderness, which includes its inhabitants, such as trolls, water spirits, weather spirits, giants, oh. a little invisible race of elves. The wood man, who is just a man made of wood, who they never, <laughs> they never explain. <laughs> they literally never explain the wood man, where he comes from, why he just walks into their house, why he has a problem with theft. He steals. <laughs> his, he's morally gray. Just saying. I identify strongly with the wood man. Um, real smarmy. There's the rat king, who lives in the sewers mm-hmm. of the nearby town Trollberg, where they end up this. moving. So here's... I love this show for a lot of reasons and it is geared towards like older, I would say it probably geared towards like third grade through adulthood, right? So like kids, yeah, kids can, can get into it because the characters are like set at like late elementary school, early Mm. middle school age. Okay. Um, so it follows the character of Hilda and her friend group, um, Frida and David and mm-hmm. Twig the Deer Fox, as they go on this series of adventures and encounter magical creatures. Mm-hmm. So as you get to know the characters, you start to figure out that a lot of these are rooted in Scandinavian and Icelandic Ooh. folklore. Okay. So there are the trolls, which are mountain yeah. trolls. There are the Mara, which are these nighttime spirits that give kids nightmares. Mm. There are um, the uh, Nissa, which live in the spaces but in people's homes that they don't use and collect all of the lost the, items. The in-betweens. The in-between yeah. spaces. Um, there are the water spirits, the weather spirits. There is um, a thunderbird. There is like... It's sick ride. Right. Um, so pretty great. Um, but the original dwelling that they live in is this like sweet, adorable cabin out in the wilderness. And they're the only people that live out there. And through a series of circumstances, they end up having to move to Trollberg, which is the town where her mom grew up. And Trollberg, I mean, the art of this show, the animation of the show is beautiful. The color selection, so like the animator of the show, I don't know how they were able to edit their color palette so perfectly, but the show has a very distinct color palette. And like once you see it, it's like burned into your brain that this is Hilda's color palette. The way that they move, everything about the show is comforting. Like, and there's Mm -hmm. conflict in the show, but like there's, there's ghosts and like, Draugen, which are ghost spirits that are lost at sea, and um, lindworms, which are dragons that can destroy things with their fire and like break up magical contracts. And like, it's an amazing, it's just like her everyday life living in this town, which is filled with magic and weirdness. And there is her next door neighbor is a witch named Hildy, who's like 75 mm. years old was a familiar which is like a little cloud and and, and <laughs> witches yeah and witches are like 
known and accepted and there's like a little witch school and they go oh, to the library this. and the library is is a witch but they don't even mention that until season two she just does witchy stuff all the time and you're like oh okay and so there's all of this constant reference and infiltration of actual existing fairy tale legend lore and mythology i love that. into this world the subtle retellings yep yep and essentially it's all about how the human population of trollberg meaning well does not understand how to live in harmony with their magical neighbors mm. and hilda the girl is like a bridge between those worlds oh, okay. and it's just so good and there are moments that are crushing in the show. Like, I <laughs> introduced the, the show to my youngest brother and his wife and, like, their son. And my brother binged it mm. over a weekend. And he called me and he was like, you did not prepare me. <laughs> oh, and I no. went, I know, it seems all innocent, right? And then you get to this oh. one episode and y'all are going to know exactly what episode I'm talking about. I'm talking about. The Nowhere Space episode with Victoria Van Gale, the city's weather lady. No one is prepared for that episode. It just hits you. It hits you. And every episode has like the way the set is designed. Her room has like a plushie of one of the magical animals and all the drawings she draws all day. And like the little elf buddy that's with her all the time lives in a birdhouse on the shelf. Like, and he has a pet, um, what is it called? So at one point she gets quote unquote like lice, mm. but they're not lice. They're, they're kittens. They're like, I think they call them like, n they're like nittens instead of nittens. nits, they're nittens. <laughs> and so then her mom picks all the nittens out of her hair and they're, she, they're just like tiny cats. And then oh the elf, God. the elf that lives with her adopts one of the nittens and it just lives in his birdhouse with him and it's his cat. The whole show from front to back to watch this show. is adorable. Oh, my God. From front to back. And Nittens. Nittens, yeah. And what the hell? It's beautiful. <laughs> so and the Commodore is super sick of this show because I put it on <laughs> all the time in the background. It's a children's show, and I'm just obsessed. Um, the music is really good. Everything is really good about the show. So mm. strong recommend. And it's appropriate for kids. There are some adult themes, but it's not like violence or like there's no love or anything it's just all about friendship it's also a very inclusive society so i noticed throughout watching the show they only eat vegetarian food there's only one reference to food with meat in it and it's a cod sandwich <laughs> that the rat king wants in exchange for a secret because he really wants the stinkiest cod sandwich from the dumpster <laughs> behind a restaurant in their town he and is the rat king the rat king it's a ball of rats whose tails have gotten tangled together and it becomes one sentient being. Even like though, a collective? Though, even though they're all, it's like the Borg. That sounds horrifying. It is horrifying oh until you realize God. he's actually kind of fun. Oh, and so he's he, jovial. He looks terrifying in the show, but the character of Hilda's like, he's great. He's the Rat King. <laughs> um, turns out, um, spoilers, a Rat King is like a cryptid in Europe. <gasps> However, they have actually found balls of rats tangled together. No. Yeah, it's it's a thing. Really? Yeah. 
I was like, this is made up. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, it's not made up. Um, so there have been incidents where it's like some... like a bees or... Yeah, but of rats. Of rats. <laughs> um, yeah. So oh my the God. rat king, even the scary things in the show end up being... Like adorable. Adorable. Yeah. So... I need to watch this. And the trolls are great. The trolls are great. I love the trolls. I love a troll. Yep. And you're going to love these trolls. And In any form or fashion. Also, like, they have a lot of parades in their town. Like, Aww. the town has festivals all the time, and all the that. festivals look super fun to go to. And she's a member of a group. This is going to make you, this is Goblin Scout vibes, right? She's in the Sparrow Scouts, <gasps> which is a group of scouts, very much like Goblin Scouts, which have not become invented yet, but are invented now. We've been talking about making yes. them Goblin Scout patches. Th- this is true. So, Goblin Scouts, Sparrow Scouts. It's in the works, We know people. what's up. So, <gasps> Trollberg, Hilda, absolutely. There's even constant references to, like, her favorite sweater that she's wearing or how she really appreciates the coziness in the room or, like, the characters are making tea all the time and, like, mom makes cucumber and mint sandwiches. I love this. Yep. You're going to love this show. I need to watch it. I'm so, going to watch it when I go It home. is on Netflix. I'm sad that they only made two seasons of it. I hate. Yep. And I don't know if it's because Luke Pearson didn't want to make them anymore or if that was like the entirety of the material. But they made a follow up movie called Hilda and the Mountain King, which is how they wrap up the series. Oh, okay. And it's good. It's like a good ending. So like I was really disappointed when I found out it wasn't getting a third season. That hits you so, especially if it ends on a cliffhanger. I am salty. And it did. Like six, seven years later. Yep. After Witches of East End. Oh my God. Ended on such a cliffhanger Mm -hmm. of two amazing seasons. Yep. It was such a good show. And then so salty about Mm -hmm. that show. And also, I recently just got into Fleabag on Amazon Prime. Yep, I haven't watched it. Also only two seasons. Fantastic show. Hilarious. Dark, weird British humor. Right. It's like Peep Show, but written by a woman. It's fantastic. (laughs) That's the worst when when really good shows only get one or two seasons. Especially because you get so involved in the world and the weird and... But I, I hold those those shows close yeah you need i to will watch. rewatch them <laughs> you need to watch hilda i i yeah, need to on netflix um so that was my number one i love it yeah that was a good one That's i good feel one. like we've had a really good list i think so i have a plus i have a plus one but it totally doesn't fit in the vibe at all oh what is it? it's such an outlier you'll be like what the hell i'm intrigued it's a specific place and it popped into my head while we were doing this because i was thinking of like what places are really cool? You know, and I love like a home base, right? You know yeah. how like characters have like their base where they do like their research. That was and all of mine. Their gang, like, right? You know, like dwellings. Their <laughs> gang of buddies hangs out and yeah. does their research there. And every good group of fantasy slash fantasy horror characters has a hideout, right? Like they have a they have a spot. And I was like, what? What are some of the other? hangouts right like yeah in shows what are places that characters go to hang out and i was like okay most of my fave shows fall in like the fantasy genre yeah but not towards like fantasy like i didn't bring up any vampire shows you know or like but <sighs> that was on my list like the originals slash vampire right world so 
Not ashamed. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <gasps> right? Um, Angel! I know. I know. Um, the Bronze, which is the nightclub in their town. The Bronze Dude. was a club that, as a teenager, I desperately Dude. wanted to go to because... It looked so baller, and it was so 90s. That's a good one. The bronze. I was obsessed. I was like, the low lighting, <laughs> and like the bands, yes. and, the, and like, how do, and, they, and they would let underage kids in, but they wouldn't serve them alcohol at the bronze, versus Vampire Diaries, where it just nothing but underage drinking and sex the whole time. In Buffy, they were like, nah, we ain't serving minors in here. <laughs> The bronze is where you first, I'm pretty sure that's where you Vampire first see Diaries Spike. Was crazy. Vampire Diaries was crazy. <laughs> and I didn't make it all the way through because I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I, it gets interesting. I like the originals better. I it's like Klaus. Klaus. And it's Klaus. I, fucking A, Klaus. I know. God. Dang. The anti hero is a rough, yeah, it's a rough He's bag. a vibe. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking good one. Yeah, the bronze was Dude. definitely, I mean, because you had like the intrigue and like it brings you right back to being like 16 or 17 when you just lived for the drama of the time. Right. And you knew like if you went into that, you know, group or like that cafe or whatever, all the pe- people would be there and they'd all see you in the drama, <laughs> you know, and everybody's wearing their bad 90s like slip dresses oh. with their combat boots, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they're too white they're of highlighter, buttons. you know, and they're oh, yeah. frosted tips like and their streaks of oh, blonde yeah. and like, you know, their choker, their neck choker necklaces. Yeah, that has and- a bead. That's right, a yin yin. <laughs> and like their weird leather jackets that were oversized, always, always. with a misfits patch, right? Yeah, ah, and your safety pins. <laughs> um, so it, the bronze, just like I always thought, was great because I was like, as a kid, as a teenager, I was like, first of all, the fact that all of their parents let them just go to a nightclub in the shady part of downtown, oh, yeah. you know, Somerville, <laughs> and like it had great music, and I'm pretty sure that's where you first see Spike. Yeah, and his crazy oh. ass girlfriend it, it from the was first where everything season. Went down. It was. It was at the bronze, dancing with Angel at the bronze. <sighs> you know, Angel. The bronze. The bronze was where it was at. So totally different vibe than my entire rest of my list. But it like swings into a different list, which is like the '90s goth grunge horror that, scene. I had several things in that vibe. I was like the house from Charmed, the yep. OG one. The new one's interesting. I like the OG one. Yeah. <laughs> but that that house and 3P, the nightclub, yep, in in that show. They always had to have a nightclub in the 90s. Um, the the craft which didn't it was like the, the overall movie? Yeah, the first the overall movie. vibe of the craft. Same I just want to be there. Same with the crow. Oh my god! So the original <laughs> crow, the yes. vibe was like my entire personality of tenth grade. Yes. I mean, minus the the drugs and the murder and the <laughs> right. you know, it wasn't like a good scene, but like yeah. it was a scene, right? That's how I felt like Queen of the Damned. Do you remember right. that movie? So that was that's a controversial pick for me because oh. I was a big Aunt Rice fan way pre Queen of the Damned. Mm, okay. Um, and it was Aaliyah, right? 
Yeah. So, I mean, again, yeah. R.I.P. Again, rest in peace. Rock the boat. But, like, Aaliyah was a great Akasha. Oh, my God. And it was Lestat in that movie that I wasn't, I just couldn't. Couldn't get behind And also, it. like, I gotta, I gotta admit, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan, but Tom Cruise as Lestat mm. in the original interview with the vampire kind of set a standard for the yeah. sassiness of Lestat. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. Um... But I couldn't get behind Lestat in that movie. Yeah. But like. I just loved the weird music and like the grungy well, and the fact that he started like, a band. It Lestat's, was like, that's the whole, like Lestat's <laughs> decision making yeah. in Queen of the Damned. <laughs> like, I'm going to dig myself out of the ground and I'm going to form a band and it we're going to have a giant concert in the desert. I, like, I, 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 it's a vibe, right? Yeah. He gave absolutely he no fucks. He threw like a vampire burning man. He did. In the <laughs> desert. Fantastic. In the desert. And then he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find the the strongest vampire and I'm mm. going to figure that out and yeah. I'm just going to hang up. Lestat. It's essentially like my goblin heaven is any like weird 90s, early aughts grunge movie. It's true. Is just is the vibe. It's true. I loved this one. Me too. This Very was so fun. fun. This was relaxing and fun, and it I didn't was. even make fun Monday of anybody's up. forensic geology <laughs> the entire time. We made it through. I'm impressed. We did it, man. Well, we want to know where you would go. What's your goblin heaven? What what fictional sci-fi fantasy grunge alt movie <laughs> video yeah, game tell us what you would love because we have just like scratched the surface oh yeah and we want to know more and also if you agree or disagree right on any of our picks because we we're willing to defend them oh yeah mm-hmm. especially this list this is a top tier list this is a top tier list i will it- die on my willy wonka hill oh my god absolutely anything that with gene wilder right i'm, I'm there don't mess with the gobstoppers no oh no. never the strasbergs just like strasbergs and lead paint (laughs) don't lick the walls i'm pretty sure they were tripping the whole time can i just say as a a fun footnote a picture has been circulating of grandpa from that movie oh my god um on the internet uh with his hand on charlie's shoulder and you can see his giant coke nail on his pinky (laughs) that's like a half an inch long and we're like grandpa no that explains how he hopped out of bed so fast i thought you hadn't moved in 10 years all those years just but that explains a lot, actually. Fun fact. Grandpa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Goblin Squad, you know what to do. Stay weird. Stay weird. Bye, bye, bye.